0: Edition of the firmware update, your PlayStation podcast for everything under the sun, episode 182, one of our our final episodes as we head towards the nuclear war we're going to eventually hit. Joining me, I'm Malcolm Spinetti, and joining me in probably the most surreal day in recent memory, Joe Garcia.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. <clears throat> what a, a roller coaster week for your good buddy, Joe Garcia. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, I tweeted this last night. This is pretty much the antithesis of the Cubs winning. This
1: is much worse than the antithesis. I feel like the opposite of the Cubs winning is the Cubs losing, and I've dealt with that pretty well uh, yeah, for many years. <laughs> like, I've been able this to cope like with that. The,
0: the Cubs lost and they all shot themselves in the head afterwards? I mean... No,
1: it's like more if they they lost and shot my family. (laughs) Uh,
0: Folks, this is the very morning. Well, this is the morning after. Like, when I went to bed, because, you know, my wife had a job interview and she uh, wanted to get some rest. So, at the time uh, that I went to bed, it was like a six-point difference. And when I woke up, uh, well, as the old saying goes, history has been made. And Trump has defeated Hillary Clinton. Trump, the... If we lived in Game of Thrones, he would be Joffrey, is now going (laughs) to be the fucking president, the fucking...
1: Only he doesn't have the built-in excuse of being a fucking 12-year-old child. He's a 70-year-old man. I would argue that he is a twelve-year-old child. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god!
0: This uh, this is gonna go down in history. This election, I tell you. Uh, like, I'm still in shock that it came to this. Like, if you go back and just watch like all the major beats of uh, Trump's campaign, I would sort of God, it felt like he was trying to lose.
1: yeah, basically, it's like uh,
0: it was like the producers. Do you ever see that movie? No. It was this movie where basically they were these two. Producers producers are trying to make this movie to intentionally fail so they could get their money back through some loophole and they basically purposely made it the most distasteful awful broadway show to sit from but it got rave reviews and everybody kept coming to it and they kept trying to make it a failure but people kept cu- clamoring and like oh this is great this is great this is trump's campaign in a nutshell
1: oh man um yeah i mean i uh, i don't even know what to say because i mean i mean and i've got actually a lot of things to say but i'm not sure how much of that i want to get out on this playstation podcast um i,
0: I know it's fun. i was expecting to come on the show we would talk we would talk about how good dr strange was how awesome it was uh to see the cubs win and, which we will get to and of course uh, a little experience i had that uh, i was i wanted to share with them but then we wake up to this fucking punch to the gut right here uh i gotta tell you joe if anything i i kind of blame this on the democrats
1: like i blame this on a lot of people including yes the democrats for sure the dem i mean the democrat ugh, why this would you is, No, this, this 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 is a whole hour right this is a whole hour i could go on uh and honestly i'd rather not uh, <laughs> um,
0: I, I got I, I totally hear you on this and i know it, the last thing you tuned in to listen here folks is our political rants but i i will say this for those of you that are out there some of you are probably scared some of you are really nervous just so you know you're you're not alone on this at all
1: yes but yes yes that's because it's it's it I've, i mean i mean we we've made some fun of of my trips to el salvador the images of a quaint little village where, where 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 cattle just walk you the village streets and and this and that we all made fun of it it was fine uh but you know like before i was even born my mom fled that country in 83 in the midst of a very brutal civil war uh with leaving behind my older brother and sister who were seven and, and eleven at the time uh and you know like you she basically lived what would be what for me would be if i would have played in a video game it would be a very annoying fucking stealth mission in which that i would fail it repeatedly because i'd be murdered so fast and easy but i mean somehow she was able to like dodge like fucking roving helicopters that were shooting people on sight. uh in case there were fucking rebel guerrillas uh my mom had to dodge all that shit to get to my to the rest of my film before she could flee the country uh by herself leaving my my, my older brother and sister behind and then sending for them almost a year later, uh, when they're again seven and eleven years old, uh, only with only like basically a coyote, the freaking coyote being the term, not not, not a literal coyote, coyote being the term uh, for people that bring people into the United States legally. Um, but yeah, like a, basically a seven-year-old and eleven-year-old coming here from El Salvador, basically by themselves, crossing into Guatemala, crossing into to Mexico, crossing finally to the United States. Uh, like, yeah, obviously it's like, oh yeah, illegal immigration in Mexico, sending back to Mexico. It's like, no, it's. It's harder the further for away you are from Mexico because, like, well, if you get caught in any of these countries in between, they'll stand your ass back, too, uh, because you're an illegal immigrant in Guatemala. You're an illegal immigrant in Mexico. Like, the illegal immigrants aren't just illegal here. Um, so it's to, to all, have all of that, to, for that all of that to happen, uh, just for my family, like, very easily I could just not be alive. And, like, I could very really easily not exist at all uh, if you record this fucking dumb show. And then for all of this this to fucking happen. It's like, I have like for a candidate who so openly and vehemently like fucking rails against the immigrant population of, of let's say a certain skin color because I'm sure, I'm sure like European immigrants will be just fine. (laughs) But like, uh, you know, Hispanic or or otherwise like, you know, Arab immigrants, um, it's worrisome. It's like to rail against the people who fought so hard to just come here to build a better life for themselves and treat them like fucking the actual scum of the earth is both terrifying and infuriating for, for very many reasons for me personally.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, like, for instance, I woke up this morning, and uh, before I even saw what happened, uh, my, my uh, I, I, I've talked about it on the show, but I started, when I say my ma, I mean my semi-adoptive mother. I haven't talked to my biological mom in decades, but my, uh, my ma messaged me on Facebook, and she was scared for me, because uh, I'm a legal, I'm a legal resident. I have a green card, I'm good to go, I pay taxes, all of that. However, with this idiot in charge, uh, who knows what What's gonna happen like she basically sent me a message asking me to get my uh citizenship in order or get something done because she's now scared i'm gonna kick down the country <laughs> and she may not be entirely wrong in that sort of thinking because <laughs> i also thought there was no way in hell trump would get elected and yet
2: here we are like yeah
1: i mean people <laughs> and honestly we we talk about how surprising it is and and honestly it's honestly i it, it we shouldn't have been surprised like it, it took us by by as the shock but fuck, like despite the sheer fucking weight of like oh shit. He actually fucking pulled it out of his ass but not really because i mean a we talked about the neptitude of like the democrats on every level not just by putting hillary up there but like at the basically at every local level possible to make sure to not do anything to make it easier for people to get out and vote or anything different uh but ah uh, fuck i mean it's just like i mean just watching obama's like entire presidency and seeing that like immediately at the next like primary election two years after that in 2010 uh that they're like, all right, or, like, let's let's take over the fucking, let's take over Congress so we can obstruct this motherfucker at every single goddamn turn, uh, mm. and, and and make sure that none of his shit, like, gets any real legs, uh, but honestly, like, seeing eight years of, of that kind of obstructionism and, and shit, uh, seeing the result of, of basically saying, here's the complete opposite of, of what a, uh, an Obama administration could be, uh, for that, for, honestly, like, take all that into account, it's it's not surprising at all that this happened. It's, a lot of the blame goes to, to, to the Democrats for we're basically losing this election on and, and just their utter fucking, like, just overwhelming fucking ineptitude to oh, do anything yeah. even remotely correctly And all I mean, Trump's entire
0: stance was, I'm not like one of these uh, politicians, these yes men who just, like, read off a cue card to talk to you. And the Democrats pretty much picked the epitome of, like, everything Trump, Trump was against to just further accentuate his point, it feels like. Now, I, I still maintained hope because freaking Trump ran that campaign like a cartoon character. I mean, he, what he was saying, he would do. How crazy it all is, and you're like, there, there's no way. Like I, I've I've said it to my family many times. It felt like Joffrey was running a campaign to get the crown, and this is what he was doing, and yet he still won. But in essence, folks, tr- trust us. None of us here at the firmware update are excited about this by any means. We're all upset, but you know we'll figure this out. Uh, you want to talk about some happier news, Joe?
2: God, Jesus, yes.
0: Okay, Let, let's rewind to happier time here. Uh, now. Just to let you guys know, this motherfucker freaked me the fuck out as the Cubs win, and I can tell you from experience that after the Red Sox won, there was rioting in the streets. So I was worried that you know, in the midst of this celebration, which actually is in the Guinness Book of World Records as the seventh largest grouping of human beings in a single place in history, that he something would happen to him. So I send him a text, like basically jokingly saying, "Hey, are you alive?" And he gives me a response two, three days later, but. <laughs> you asshole. But I have to ask, man, like, uh, how did it feel watching that game? Which I, I, I'm i not saying it was staged, but you couldn't have written it to go down <laughs> in a
1: more exciting, oh, man, let see. Now, the Chicago baseball Cubs are an infamous source of, of happiness and sadness for me is over the course of my 29 years. Um,
2: 108 years.
1: 108 years between World Series championship for the team. Uh, obviously, my entire adult life going with that one. Uh, and it's... <laughs> It was, yeah, I mean, and, and the luck would be for the Cubs that they would have to, <laughs> they'd go to the thing with, against the team with the second longest drought, uh, in the Indians, uh, who are at, I want to say 68 years, um, which is no fucking slouch of a, of a, <laughs> A drought it in its own right. It's
0: no century, but still,
1: uh. <laughs> but still, it's like of course the Cubs are gonna fucking lose this to the goddamn Indians uh, <laughs> because that's how the Cubs do it. Um, and that last game, this, these motherfuckers drag it out to the last possible game, and <laughs> it's like they're not
0: even really doing it. Like it was like three one, and all the Indians needed to do was win one game.
1: And, <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> this could be a whole other hour for me, but <laughs> <on this laughs> it's been uh, busy.
0: Like I, I had a. Birthday since the last time we podcast, <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was your birthday. Oh, well, thank you for asking.
0: Um, uh, it was fun. Uh, but my my mom took me out to this Italian uh, buffet, which was which was fun. And uh, then later, here, my wife uh, she took me out to a uh, this Chinese place. Like I've been trying to find a legit Chinese place, not like you know ninety eight percent of all other Chinese places. If you catch my drift. <laughs> and we found one. It's this place called Red Dragon, which I know it sounds like a generic Chinese place, but it's like real. It was real gourmet. I had like the juiciest deep fried uh, chicken I've ever tasted in my life. It was magnificent. <laughs> and uh, admittingly, like I like to get presents on my birthday. Excuse me. I'm a child, but you know, I grew up for a good chunk of the, my time growing up without any gifts. Like my gifts would be like a 12 pack of record of blank tapes to record TV shows. That was my gift. So I like gifts and <laughs> it, it took some whining in my apartment. My wife got, me a gardening kit for like uh, stuff for the kitchen which i would really be into if we had space for it because it's this gigantic pot that you're supposed to keep indoors and we don't have any place to put it that won't get attacked by cats and what have you so but uh anyway other than that it was fun and i can't complain yeah. that much the the best birthday gift don't ask me how and this is gonna make me look like a, an idiot but whatever but somewhere along the way to this birthday i thought i was 36 <laughs> what yeah so i i forget how i don't know what it was was, but I thought I was 36 years old, and I think it was, like, since I was born in 80, usually whatever that year is, either how old I am, at, you know, at the, end, like, at the end, like, as a, for instance, in 1981, uh, I, I, 19- 19- one, I was years old, years old. but, but God, that, I forgot, I had to, to, to get to my birthday to get to that point, but I, that, I, that, I don't know that, what it was, that, maybe it was, like, all the fact that I had three, four seizures last year. So, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I just, for some reason thought that I was 36 going on to 37. However, not too long before my birthday, I gave it a second thought and I realized, no, wait, I'm 35. I'm turning 36. It's like I got a year back, Joe. <laughs> so, hey, wow. some positive thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, it's an extra year of this shit that we just walked into, but hey, wait, wait, wait.
2: <laughs> but yeah. yeah,
0: thanks. Thanks for asking. I, I, had, a, I had a good time. My my, uh, family in this area took a nice care of me. All right. So once, okay. So going back on track, Cubs come back from a three to one game deficit, come back to (laughs) tie it all up. They proceed to have the game. And at first I believe they had a commanding lead. They were like five, five, one in the Cubs favor. And uh, I go back to watching raw or whatever wrestling was on there. I don't have TV. So basically just watch. Then I go back and check those jerk Indians tied it up. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then they go into the last inning. It's a nail biter. We're waiting to see if somebody scores. No one does. So we're going to extra innings. But before we can go into those (laughs) goddamn innings, it starts to rain. (laughs) And I'm talking to some other friends of mine, though, that were there at the time. So, like, so what? Do they redo? Do they, like, do another game? Do they cancel? And, like, they're all making fun of, yeah, I'm out. They're seriously going to have another game. I'm like, why wouldn't they? God damn it. If they can't go out there anymore. So we wait for, like, what was it, 30 minutes, an hour? 20 minutes. Well, it felt like an hour. But,
1: uh, <laughs> yes, it did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we have this game. So we have that final inning. And I, I at this point, I wasn't watching, but I was watching, like, Facebook. And it was, like, all these. Posts of people all over Chicago. People gathered outside of Wrigley Field, watching inside and outside of a bar. People, like people all over. Like they made a really nice Budweiser commercial out of I know that sounds terrible. but you know, they, did, <laughs> they did make a really sweet uh, Budweiser commercial with Harry Carey too. Who, uh, he's he's not alive anymore, is he?
1: No, he's been dead for 19 years, sir.
0: Ah, uh, it's a shame. Well, um, i he. Lo- he was watching this and <laughs> and long story short and spoilers, the Cubs pull it out. <laughs> and then the world is just it, it was like like i said if i was they're probably gonna make a movie out of this joe it's just so <laughs> well written and it was like the biggest celebration like ever cm i was cm punk had lost his mind on twitter all my friends from chicago joe especially that it was just a, a real big moment for happiness at least as far as i see how were what emotions were going through your head
1: joe <laughs> well it honestly really wasn't of the like it really is one of the happiest memories that i I'll have for a while because it's, I mean short of watching like my fucking niece take her first steps this is one of like the greatest things I've ever gotten to witness firsthand uh because yeah like it's it's being a cubs fan like I'm, it, it's such a bittersweet thing to see to see them finally win i mean obviously the, the sweet outweighs the bitter but like the, the, it's the only bittersweet because you know that 108 years means that so so many people fucking saw this team and and follow this team with all their heart and never got to see this happen uh like you know if your relatives and friends and family like people that were part of the like legendary people that were part of the organization that just never got to see this happen like you know harry Curry as you mentioned he He's been gone for nineteen years. Uh people were laying like people with green apples uh carnations and Budweisers next to the statue uh, outside of the stadium for him. Uh green apples because he had that great coat back in like fucking nineteen ninety three <laughs> at the, end, the last game of that season, uh in which it get, the Cubs barely finished with a with a five hundred record, uh so completely mediocre season. Uh and he, he said as as sure as God made green apples, the Cubs are gonna one day make it to the World Series. Uh and it might be sooner than you think. And that was in nineteen ninety three. <laughs> Which was five years before he died. Uh, and we definitely did not make it back to the World Series before that ha- before he saw that. Uh, I mean, this is the first time they made it to the World Series in, in, since, you know, 1940 fucking five. Uh, so it's been a while just to see that happen. Uh, and yeah, like, you know, losing so many like legendary players that, 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 that you know, love this team with, with a lot of their heart. Like, you know, Ernie Banks, one of the greatest hitters, uh, that we've ever had. Uh, Ron Santo, who was a broadcaster as well, uh, who loved the team probably more than I've seen anyone love anything. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he passed away a few years ago as well. So, like, it's, 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 it's really strange to, to finally win. And it, it's, yeah, like, I just wish that so many people were, were here to, to see this because it's, it was so great. Um, like, people even started taking, like, colored chalk and started writing on the outside walls of the, of the, of the stadium, writing down the names of, of the people that they wish would, would be able to see, you know, like, relatives that have passed and friends that have passed. And it's, <laughs> it's, it was, it's, it's <laughs> very emotional. Like, I'm not going to pretend that, you know, like, it's, that being Cubs time makes you like a higher being or something like that. That makes you understand this weird suffering. Like this gives you a sense of suffering or loyalty or anything like that. But it's like, it really is unique unto itself. And yeah, it's yeah. Seeing this finally happen. It, it's again. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Uh,
0: man. By the way. Hey, so I'm really happy for you on that front. I'll definitely enjoy this year before the next season to be able to say we are champions, champion, so to speak. <laughs> By the way, I can't tell you how many times I say with friends that I, I hope the Cubs win the belt. They keep, <laughs> Wrestling in my head, even though they did get WWE title belts sent to the whole team.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, just uh, the one. Just the one. Oh, that's lame. you yeah, they only send one. Those are four hundred dollars belts, man. They're gonna. They're not gonna send twenty. They make them. <laughs> they're three hundred dollars though. Like, imagine the parade where they're
0: all wearing the WWE title on their waist. <laughs> oh, v-
1: no, well, National League MVP candidate Chris Bryant wore it the entire time during the parade.
0: I, I would too. <laughs> <laughs> Especially like they gotta make a make it where you can like get customized medallions on it like the cubs did but anyway so moving on from that moment of joy let's go to a small little nugget of joy uh did you see the doctor strange movie
1: i did not oh, I well,
0: well let me uh put i'll, I'll say this I this won't... weekend
1: was very busy for you Apparently, uh. between the, we had the coast parade on, on friday on saturday i had to do basically all the laundry in the world because i was i basically didn't do a damn thing to clean up any part of my apartment the entire time the cubs are in the world series because i was just too damn nervous the entire week basically to do anything besides bite my nails in front of the TV. Uh, So I did basically my laundry all fucking day and cleaned up my apartment all day. And then Sunday, uh, I actually did a stair climb on the Sears Tower. I climbed 103 fucking stories up uh, for charity. That was awesome. And it, it was very exciting.
0: Well, just uh, to let you know And uh, I won't go into spoilers, of course But uh, just a small review uh, Marvel did it again They made another movie Which was okay,
1: they, they did it They made another movie Hot damn they another,
0: another, another good, good movie Thank You little son of a bitch But they <laughs> made a fantastic and fun movie they, in- they made a character who Previously I could give two shits about And I now really Is now one of my favorite characters she, Benedict Cumberbatch Did an absolutely phenomenal job Doctor Strange Absolutely phenomenal phenomenal you know, it really brought him to life and the journey he goes on is really really well done and how they end up ultimately solving the whole problem by the way is probably one of my favorite finales you know in, in the marvels like me and sandra were absolutely loved it on that but uh definitely go see it and uh, it, funny like i had an, a conversation with a friend of mine named matt who also enjoyed them and then said yeah but it's probably on the bottom five of i'm like wait i thought you said you liked it and like no i loved it (laughs) and i'm like then what the then what the hell and i was like well well all the the thing is all the marvel movies are good (laughs) that's what i meant when the street it's like it's sort of like nxt takeovers like uh they've all been good and then one time we were watching a really good one and i like yeah this is probably the worst one they've done and they're like i thought you liked it oh i love it but (laughs) they're all good but uh, personally, I would say this is in the middle for me. Like, I'd have to sit down and rank them. Uh, I think the worst would be that one Hulk movie they did because oh, Norton. left have We've only seen one guy from there ever again.
2: Yeah,
0: I do. It's fun time. Absolutely fun time. So you need to cheer up. Check check this movie out, buddy. Okay. All right. So I wanted to tell a story here, on here uh, on this show. It's video game related. Don't worry, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> I thought you might be interested. So it's like So my wife was working. She was a assistant manager at Sheets, and she was cashing somebody out. And uh, they had a conversation during checkout, and he revealed he was actually a PR guy for a video game company in uh, Tokyo. So my wife, being awesome, she's you know, my, my uh, husband went to school for video games. Would you mind, have, you know, talking with him or, uh, uh, you know, giving him some advice? And she's like, yeah, and gave her his email address. And eventually I wrote him back, and we actually met at Starbucks, as you do, and mm-hmm. uh, had a fun little conversation. Like, for those of you who don't know, I went to... To, uh, college at Southern New Hampshire University. By the way, don't go there as you, you'll understand in a bit. But if you, if you learn one thing from this story, don't go to Southern New Hampshire, Hampshire University. Just throw that out. Because <laughs> okay. I went for video for game design with the hopes of getting into the game industry. And pretty much halfway through my final year there is when my my advisor and teachers tell me, oh, uh, you shouldn't bother. And that's why. Because the parent, thing is, I never got into the whole coding aspect of uh, the game industry. And they all told me, you yeah, like, I tried, but I was never good at it. I could never get it for whatever reason. And the way, the thing they told me was, if you're not good at it, then you're not going to be able to make it at all because everybody does coding. Even everybody in, in there does coding of some kind, and you, you don't know how to do it, then no one's going to hire you, <laughs> which ultimately led me to try my hand at becoming a writer later at, you know, or journalism and as I started to getting in do this podcast because I figured, well, if I can't do it, I can't do it so i i send this guy an email and to which he's like hey uh yeah yeah let's meet and his name was uh dakota murray and uh guess which studio he's a pr agent for
1: yeah. which is that
0: uh a little indie company called from software <laughs> all where, right more appropriately namco bandai and they have <laughs> for from Software. and uh we sat down and you know, it's funny i think of myself as a gigantic introvert like i really would be fine just staying home and you know i hate retail but i guess that doesn't make you an introvert, just makes you a human (laughs) being. But... But uh I but I met this guy and this this uh really awesome guy he's a really awesome guy bigger introvert than me and uh that which is incredible <laughs> but he's smart he is uh he's this and he's 23 years old and uh, he was telling me the story and uh, basically a friend of his tried to make a game he gave him advice on how to go about it which they used uh, involving from software from software asked him uh did you come up with the strategy by themselves and he says idiotically they said but I think it was just that them being cool they said no no this guy, this friend of ours actually gave us a strategy to which they sent them an email they met up and they hired him as a pr guy and you know we sat down and we shot the breeze for like two hours like i was worried i was gonna have to find ways to stretch it out and what have you but no we we were just talking back uh we even talked about several things in the gaming industry. like it's kind of funny thanks to, thanks to the fact that we do do this show i was able to like uh you know s- school them on a few things here and there like we we talked about uh uh, Miyazaki and uh, he's like yeah he wasn't there for one game wasn't it like and I was like well actually it was uh Dark Souls 2 that he was absent from as he was working on Bloodborne at this time he's like oh yeah you're right I was like oh this is awesome <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he like I told him what the story I just said and his response was a gigantic was a much wait they told you not to bother and he's like yeah don't you need to know coding and it's like well it, it helps but there are plenty of positions that don't involve coding at all and you know case in point and he points to himself <laughs> so long story short like you know going back and forth he says that I that he feels that I could get get my foot in the door that I do have a chance so uh, and I was going to get started on my journey today but then hell froze over and I re- I really wasn't in the mood to do anything today <laughs> but uh, thanks to Dakota Murray I want to thank you very if you ever hear this thanks very much for meeting up with. appreciate it and I'm going to be buying well you guys don't do souls and like oh we also talked about the other projects that they're doing like he didn't know like well according to the news reports there are three things going down and, and da, da, da. It, like, it felt really cool yeah. thank you so much for doing the show with
2: <laughs>
0: but
1: yes, uh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm so start applying to some places. places. <laughs> uh, I, I
0: can't, can't find, find any place I that I wants to do a, like PR necessarily. So I might start out as a tester, even though that'd be a gigantic pay cut. Pay cut or
2: figure
0: out some, <laughs> figure out some uh, other stuff that I could do that doesn't involve uh, coding or anything. So you're like, hey, maybe that thing that I've been paying off for the last <laughs> two, three years, I can finally go out there and do. <laughs> so. So that was like uh, that was my Cubs winning again. <laughs> Not that I wasn't happy with the Cubs win, but there's no way for me to like experience the same amount of joy that <laughs> someone like Joe felt. So, uh, so yeah, that, that, that's something that happened there, and I was like really stoked. I am still really stoked about, it. and uh, I've been around trying to figure out what to do. Like I, like his other big advice is like don't be afraid to move. Like he works in Japan, like and at school from software basically sends him back and forth so he can visit his uh, family in America. It's cool of him. Yeah. And so I don't know if I'm going to be moving, considering who got elected. <laughs> that might not be such a bad thing if I end up moving. But, oh, man. So that was my bit of So uh, at the time we last talked. Well, that's All fantastic. Right. I, was about to say, <laughs> I was about to say, well, good talk then. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm really stoked about it. We'll see what goes. Because apparently you can make good money in QA. In fact, more money than I'm making now. But that's if you're working for, like, Sony or someone to that level. Yeah. point. Which, to be at that level, you've got to work. Or from so to speak speaking mm. Uh we unless you got anything else to add, Joe, in the catch up section.
1: No, I think we've uh, actually gone pretty long already.
0: Ooh, all right. And we've got a bit of news to get through. So Joe let's take it to the news. And welcome to the news and our first bit of news here. Donald Trump has outlawed video games. God damn it. Don't even joke, man. Fucking
1: fascist dude, shit. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, he's not good. Badness, <laughs> not goodness—that's for sure. <laughs> All right, Joe. For real, what happened? Walmart. All right.
1: Well, the good news is that a couple of days ago was uh, November seventh, and November seventh uh, is a special date in in the Mass Effect fandom because it, that is N seven day, uh, which they just kind of—it's a made of up fake holiday for the video game. But N seven basically being the the, the insignia that uh, Commander Shepard wears on his chest. So they're like, hey, November seventh—that's our Mass Effect day. So uh, and and this day, this past. And seven day uh bioware released uh some information not well not much more information but just enough to get people uh really gearing up for the release of mass effect andromeda uh
0: who uh, could forget uh the famous ship from uh mass effect in november
1: in november <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the norman folks calm down <laughs> i know <laughs> I, yeah so we finally got a trailer that was like not just them exploring a cave to for a, a freaking tech test for christ's sake yeah like here's
1: I, some jumping cool
0: jumping <laughs> shooting guns <laughs> yeah, all right <laughs> it's like hey it's a thing that looks like that bl- like the blue alien from the first game what was her name tara tiara yeah <laughs>
1: tiara yes liara Le- <laughs> liara god damn it liara thank you Another Fuck.
0: You put R- in is. your hair.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so joe you're a giganto fan of the mass effect series as was about 93 percent of the population uh what what did you think of this trailer did it make you happy
1: um well i mean it wasn't really it was more of a cinematic trailer than a gameplay trailer uh, like there was the tiniest bit of gameplay in there but it was mostly just kind of uh kind of setting up what the actual story is behind uh behind the game uh before like all you had to go on was the name andromeda and and i was like it's gonna take place in the andromeda galaxy instead of the Milky Way. but the, And that was kind of it. Uh, that was pretty much the extent of what we know about the game. But like with this cinematic trailer, um, basically it, it, they they launch what they call the Andromeda Initiative in the Mass Effect universe, I'm guessing, uh, following the events of the Mass Effect trilogy. Uh, mankind, like I'm not sure exactly which of the three Mass Effect three endings uh, they decide is, is, is true canon, but I guess we'll find out a little bit later. But following those events uh, in which basically the entire Milky Way galaxy was kind of fucking turned on its ear, uh, basically, all the sentient life in the Milky Way was like, well, we should probably leave this fucked up galaxy <laughs> for another one. Uh, and they launched what they call the Andromeda Initiative, in which uh, basically they'll lo- they load up a bunch of uh, ships uh, with individual species. Like, this is the human ship, this is the Tyrian ship, and it's etc. etc. And they're like, let's point it at the Andromeda galaxy. We'll put we'll put all the people on board in cryosleep for 600 years, and when you wake up, you'll be in a hole in a brave new world, and let's see what fucking happens. Uh, and that's kind of that's kind of the of the story, uh, basically, it's like, all right, we're gonna gotta colonize a whole different galaxy to see if uh, maybe this time giant fucking murder bots won't come and wipe off all the fucking life in the galaxy every ten thousand years, like they did in the Milky Way. That the was Reavers fun.
0: were called murder bots. I think more people. <laughs>
1: Up, the murder! <laughs> <bar>. <laughs> oh man but yeah it's, it's um yeah like i'm i'm interested in that hook and i'm just kind of interested to see what what uh what gameplay stuff is going because even though they didn't show gameplay yet they they promised a pretty big blowout of uh gameplay stuff uh and the upcoming game awards if you remember the, the former video game the spike video game awards i guess they're not just the game awards if i remember correctly uh the, uh,
0: the jeff Keeley joint
1: yeah the whatever the jeff keely thing is at the end of the year in december uh that's where they're gonna have much more gameplay stuff to show off. So um, with
0: Joe McHale, that was the really awkward one.
1: Yes, Joe McHale was there for that one year where uh, oh, come back. where Reggie me <laughs> where Reggie Fils-Aimé is like, hey, check out my cool Metroid button or or pin, and everyone's like, uh, you want to make me make one of those games again? And he's like, nah. <laughs>
0: Great. Thanks. That was one of my favorite parts. There's so many good parts, first of all, of that show. But, what
1: a fucking like, weird
0: show. Yeah, like, Jeff Keeley is, like, fishing so much. Like, Nintendo <laughs> comes over to make this major announcement, and it was that Cranky <laughs> Kong. Fucking Cranky
1: in. Kong is in Tropical Freeze. Fuck the fuck right off.
0: <laughs> and even Jeff Keighley, you could tell he was thinking that. it was like, no, come on. There's got to be another announcement. You Are know, you sure there
1: the... wasn't something else that, I, that you told me it was going to be a big deal? No, nope, this is it. Good old ck Frankie Khan.
0: i know she got a metroid pin it's like yeah metroid's a great game like, yeah what about
1: and, it the- <laughs> like no nothing i just really like the pixel art fuck <laughs> really?
0: uh, but Under uh, his breath he's saying like this is why you're in third right now, so. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so it makes me mad
1: just think about that because i love metroid so much
0: yep. <laughs> and then all that time what did we get federation for you <laughs> god damn <laughs> we've had more kid icarus games than we've had metroid games in the last couple of years <laughs> oh man uh, but, so, uh, so are you excited for vgx's now
1: um well i'm excited to hear more about you know mass spec but i mean again that only just lends to to how much of a farce that show is as far as being the the show if i like, could you imagine oh it's never good <laughs> oh it's never good but I mean like could you imagine like the Oscars and the Emmys being like and now some trailers for shit coming out next year it's like get the fuck out of my face
0: (laughs) there's only been like one real bright spot in the VGX's and that was that time Jeff Keighley told Konami to go fuck themselves for not allowing Hideo Kojima to get the award I appreciated that that was awesome but the rest of the time it's like questionable asterisk winner given this award you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah a couple more little tidbits. Here for, for information. Here, uh, I guess they said that loyalty missions are coming back to Mass Effect. Uh, Andromeda, they were they've only been in Mass Effect 2, but they were such a great part of uh, they're they're a very important part of kind of building your relationship with uh, with your party members and and were a big reason as to why those characters are so likable because you got to see exactly what made them tick. Uh, so it'd be cool to, to be able to do that again with Andromeda because that didn't really they didn't bring those back for Mass Effect 3 because it was basically just a race to the finish line. It's like, oh, shit, they're here, the Reapers are here. Uh, no time to go back and fucking fix the relationship with your dad because otherwise because we don't go now we'll, your dad will be dead and so will everybody else <laughs> it's like okay um but yeah i i like the low commission so i'm glad that those are coming back um and i guess they're finally aiming for for some time in the spring of 2017 i don't know if they actually said that before uh i think they just said q1 but I, and i guess spring would be the same thing it's nice to hear something more specific thank you right. that's a fact Ooh.
2: yeah all right <laughs>
0: So what? So what else happened this uh, while we were away?
1: Let's see here. Um, let's see. This past weekend was also BlizzardCon, Malcolm. I've heard of it. Yeah, that's BlizzardCon. A thing. Yeah, that's a thing. Um, Blizzard being, of course, a very uh, respectable, uh, let's say, well-regarded publishing house. Now, before we go go into BlizzCon, and I
0: remember leading up to uh, the event, there was uh, some hysteria going on, or some theories going on, based on like this little gift set that Blizzard was giving people on the show where it was essentially a very awesome dice bag except there was a uh tricks paradise where each time you rolled it you got the uh you got a four then uh, got which essentially uh and then it would eventually spell out the date of blizzcon so people were assuming the four stood for diablo as you know the dice were red and black and that sort of <laughs> goes with, with diablo's theme now there was a diablo announcement but it was not for what it was not um not
1: to say that it was Bad at all because the stuff coming out for Diablo Three is actually super cool. Um, yes,
0: I would definitely
2: go.
1: <laughs> I'll start with my favorite part of it being that they announced that they're basically recreating the entirety of the original Diablo, which is turning 20 years old on December 31st. Um, they're recreating that entire, basically the entire thing within uh, Diablo Three as kind of a, I guess a limited, an annual but limited time uh, kind of event that you can kind of visit uh, within the game, and uh, you know you'll of course be able to you'll be of course through all the different dungeons i believe it's like 16 different dungeons you'll be able to fight all the bosses be able to collect a bunch of cool loot uh and it'll be a free thing too it's not like gonna be a paid expansion um it's gonna be a free expansion to the reaper of souls expansion so you do need at least that much uh if you have you know vanilla diablo 3 uh you're not gonna be able to access it but uh you know that reaper of souls edition uh or the ultimate evil edition whatever it's called uh you can get that for pretty cheap now anyway so um so definitely get on that uh if if you've been if you've you know you're a diablo 3 fan like we were both on this show I believe I gave that game a 10 when it came out on PS4 originally um I, there's no way no way for me to verify that since the review and the, since the site <laughs> is fucking been nuked from all existence um but uh yeah very good
0: uh yeah I, I would argue that I I still am a uh, Diablo 3 Mark uh in fact I would go on to say that out of all the games that are on my PS4s right now there are two that will never be deleted off there, there, for whatever reason. One of which is PT, because of the <laughs> because obvious. Because he can't of, do it. I know, I can't.
1: Couldn't do, do it that. if you wanted to.
0: <laughs> and two is Diablo 3, because that is a game I can just come back to at any time. And it's like a good friend. It <laughs> play, It's still a blast to play, even though I've like maxed out my monk Kantoro, who I'm, I'm now <laughs> playing on the hardest difficulty with right now. So I'm getting like some really decent armor. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm really stoked because Diablo, that was my very first, uh, you know, real PC game. I would go on there and even play the online multiplayer. Multiplayer, you know, help people that were literally, um, literally stuck in dungeons. In dungeons. Like, I was patrolling a, dungeon, a dungeon, night, dungeon, and I bumped into, another, into player another player, player who was, like, hiding from the And I actually helped her out. I gave her a bow and arrow. I uh, gave her some tips in the game. It was the first time I actually felt like a hero in a, in a game, I have to say. It was, it was great. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just had, uh, had, had a lot of great memories, a lot, some bad ones, too, which maybe uh, if we ever do a show about, like, terrible multiplayer experiences, I'll tell. Uh yeah, I am really excited about this. Uh it's a shame it's only for a limited time,
2: but
1: uh Yeah, I mean, but it would be a thing that recurs I guess every year for free at that though. So, like it's it's basically an excuse to get in there and get some exclusive loot uh every month and every now and then. Um but what's cool too is that you know besides they're not, like, recreating it with, like, you know, the modern graphics. They're actually, it's going closer to approximating what the game originally looked like. Uh, it's going to have, like, a pixelated look. Uh, you're going to be people to move in eight directions uh, like you could on the keyboard uh, back in the day. Uh, so it's gonna, it's a lot of neat touches uh, that I think are going to be worthwhile. Um, it'll really spice things up, too, for, for people who played a lot of Diablo 3. Um, very exciting stuff. I think it's super
0: cool. Yeah, and, Jode, is it enough to get it back into the tournament the next
1: year? No! <laughs>
0: that <L4> was <laughs> Oh, I miss I miss that reoccurring thing. Dia- <laughs> Dia- Diablo found a way to get into the tournament three years in a row. It's great.
1: <laughs> that's as much as I love that
0: game, that fucking ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> the best salesman job i've ever done right there is like <laughs> getting joe to like all right it's in <laughs> but to be fair it did change itself three times legitimately to a point oh, where okay. it was a completely different game
1: oh, man. i mean it's great that it, it that they that blizzard uh is so good at, at supporting that game uh over a very large number of years at this point that game originally came out in what 2013 or 2012 well 2012 on pc and then like the year after on, on ps3 right yeah yeah so three years for for us console uh new or whatever you want to call it. us
0: you know, like it's still a great game I really do love the fact that they're still giving content this game you know, first, you know, first uh, the update that it got for coming on console which made it better the PC version <laughs> which <laughs> was great uh, then we got the whole Reaper of Souls expansion and uh, now we have this and Joe what, what else did they announce for the
1: game? They also announced that they're bringing back the Necromancer clan uh, which, uh, which was actually absent from diablo from diablo 3 um I, I guess it was a class in diablo 2 um it was
0: it was a heavily loved class in diablo 2
1: right and um and you know they had the witch doctor which is a similar co- uh, class uh, but not quite the same uh, but yeah, they're bringing back the Necromancer. You can, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's unlike, unlike the, the Diablo one thing though, it, it, they, they will be charging for this as, as an expansion. Um, they haven't really said, yeah, they haven't said how much it's going to be or when exactly to, uh, when exactly to ex- expect it, but, uh, yeah, it will be, it'll be coming, uh, sometime next year. And, um, yeah, pretty neat. Do you have anything to say about the, uh, the Necromancer specifically? I do. Uh,
0: right. I, uh, from what I understand of the strategy, it's, uh, not unlike, uh, the witch doctor or witch is making me thinking of the song. The more times I say it, uh, and uh, but essentially you use you get you use the magic to reanimate corpses, which uh, they apparently change shapes into like skeletons, and uh, you uh, basically get energy by draining life from other enemies around you, so that you can do uh, these attacks. And uh, the big uh, the big big move is uh, Corp Explosion, <laughs> where, where uh, essentially like you get as many revived skeletons or corpses animated. They all attack the enemy and then you can make them explode one by one and if it kills an enemy then the, it then it reanimates that corpse so you're doing it like on this army of enemies you could literally just do explosion after explosion, explosion. <laughs> and you've got like this weird magic missile looking thing which looks like uh like the, a bone missile but uh yeah it, it's cool like i've enjoyed all the classes that they have had uh, or that they've leased and uh yeah diablo 4 would have been interesting but I, i'm fine going back into this world that I i've already invested all this time into so, i dig it i like it uh did anything
2: else happen at blizzcon
1: yeah i forgot i mention it just i haven't played much of this game but i figured i'd mention it because it is a very popular playstation game uh and that is overwatch is getting a new hero um that they also revealed over at blizzcon her name is uh, sombra and she's apparently a hacker who can uh, kind of mess with people's, uh, you know, weapons and, and and defenses and shit. And uh, <laughs> it was actually pretty fun. But yeah, unfortunately, I haven't played much of Overwatch myself uh, except for that free weekend a couple months ago. So I can't speak too much as to uh, how she really fits in uh, in terms of the game's balance. But yeah, I enjoyed that game a lot playing that free weekend. And I'm, I've been waiting very patiently for them to fucking run a real sale on that game uh, anywhere at all. <laughs> like there was a t- there was ten dollars off. For the game that weekend, but I, I still couldn't afford to buy it uh, at that point. So I was like, "Damn it, uh, thirty-six hours is all I could get me." I,
0: I, I gotta tell you, um, yeah, yeah, that game's doing really, really well. Like, uh, I haven't had much time outside of that to <laughs> try it out either. But you know, kudos to Blizzard—they made another game that people are really, really into, which is yeah. their their thing. So good on them. Perhaps,
1: perhaps the bigger news, actually—I uh, I don't know—I how I almost glossed over it here, but <laughs> uh, especially since I put it on this list. <laughs> uh, but uh, speaking, yeah, they actually are launching. An Overwatch League, uh, what they also announced of BlizzCon. Um, you know, esports obviously are a very big thing right now in the in the in the realm of video games. But you know, um, Blizzard is doing something pretty different with uh, with Overwatch um, in that it'll be closer to like a regular sports league uh, rather than kind of like a collection of, of teams. Like in that, yeah, like the it'll be it'll be curated by Blizzard uh, and the teams will be like location specific rather than just like here's ten dudes that are sponsored by Razor or whatever the fuck uh, <laughs> it'll be like teams in like actual cities like here's the la team uh here's the new york team or you know whatever the hell uh, and for me i think that's a little bit more interesting than just uh, a team that's basically owned by a sponsor <laughs> uh because it gives people i don't know feels it feels more real that way for me I don't, I don't know if that that's fair enough for me to really say out loud but that's the way i feel then um uh, yeah and on top of that instead of like uh, you know in esports a lot of the way people get paid besides you know sponsorship is they get paid basically through prize you know, you win, you win the tournament or whatever, and your team gets money out of the pot, and that's basically how you get paid. You basically have to win to to make any fucking money uh, playing video games. But with uh, with the Overwatch League, Blizzard will be giving players like salaries uh, and benefits and shit, like regardless of whether or not they they win. Like the it'll, it, yeah, you know, like players don't get like in regular sports. You know, like players don't get paid only by winning the World Series or the Super Bowl. Like you get bonuses for winning that stuff for sure. uh But like as your day to day job, you know, it's like yeah, you should be. Able if be paid for that if, if you do well enough to sustain a spot on the fucking professional team you know um so yeah it's pretty very interesting uh approach to the esports here from blizzard definitely awesome uh the
0: shame they didn't announce like a you know like a real like a game per se it was mainly for the conference at blizzcon it was a lot of announcements of like additional stuff but uh, i have to say it wasn't a bad blizzcon i thought i mean they got me something i was ecstatic about like <laughs> hey all the diablo stuff i was like all right Right, done. I'm hyped. Thank you. <laughs> as awesome as Diablo Four would have been, but you know, considering how long it took him to make Diablo Three, yeah,
1: that, I wouldn't hold my breath for that. Like they're still putting out updates for Diablo Two, for fuck's sake, like stability updates. <laughs> like whenever a new operating system comes out or or like drivers come out, graphics cards, like, well, time to update Diablo Two, a game that came out like in two thousand fucking one or whatever the fuck
0: Yeah, you know, the, the Blizzard fans are already killing me. Like uh, there there are a few places that were interviewing people. At blizzcon as they had the chance to play with the necromancer or the diablo one remaster essentially and like i would say half of them were already wanting it was all right but i wish they would remake remake diablo too. it was like fuck you come on <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Also, can you believe that game's 20 years old almost? Fuck. God,
0: Jesus Christ. Like, they want you to play this shit now. They're not going to, like, go through the effort of giving you a remaster of a game <laughs> that's, like, 20 years old. Because you play- have to support it and shit. Yeah.
1: Like if, and they do support Diablo 2. I just said that. It's like, just go play Diablo 2 if you want Diablo 2. They they are supporting that. They still put those fucking updates out for that game.
2: Yeah. Well, see, I don't...
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's not like fucking fans do it sometimes. Like, like, oh, like, fucking, oh, like EA stopped supporting Battlefield fucking, what, 20, let's say Battlefield 2142. They probably stopped supporting that game like nine years ago. Uh, and fans still put out updates for that because fans care and they want to play that game still. But like, yeah, fucking Blizzard, they're like, no, we'll do the updates ourselves for Diablo 2, a game that came out so fucking long ago. I don't remember when. I mean,
0: in a, in a sense, it's like actually pretty cool of them that they're like yes. going that far. But like, once again, like remake Diablo 2. Like, have you ever played? diablo 2
1: i have not but i've heard that it is
0: excellent it is but it's not really something you can jump into like everything is so strategic like you have like like uh, these stats where you can assign points to as you level up and if you don't know how to level up your class so it can be used effectively it can be a gigantic pain in the ass because there is no reset the points and do go over if you misspend a point you're fucked (laughs) so it's majorly unforgiving and I mean, it, it did a lot of good things, right? Like it introduced us to the a lot of the classes that we know now, such as the necromancer that's uh, coming. But yeah, at the same time, it's like slow your roll, goddamn. They're still supporting <laughs> it. Go buy the fucking game if you want it that much. I mean, Diablo 3 is still awesome. Fucking they-
1: yeah, and yeah, like and yeah, like you said, it was it was a good uh, a good BlizzCon. They they pretty much put out a lot of cool information and the comic stuff for, for basically every every one of their franchises. Uh, I think like Darkcraft is getting some new missions. Uh, There's always, you know, Hearthstone stuff. Uh, What is it? Fucking Heroes of the Storm. Uh, All that shit. It's all getting updates and and cool stuff. So, yeah. Good for Blizzard. I like Blizzard. Even if I don't play most of their games. The ones that I do play, I do like a fucking hell of a lot. Oh, yeah. All right. What else happened
2: while we were gone?
1: Let's see here. We've got, (laughs) speaking of baseball, Malcolm, some some really great news for me as uh, a fan of both MLB The Show 17, or I I guess not necessarily that game specifically. It's not out yet, but uh, MLB The Show as a franchise and one Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, who is gracing the cover of MLB 17 uh, like I don't know like eight years after he retired <laughs> um,
0: was he on the Cubs which team was he on
1: no no he was actually on the White Sox for for one season ah, uh,
2: okay.
1: and I was actually very jealous of the White Sox I was like god damn it because Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, is basically my favorite non-Cubs player of all time really uh, yes man Ken Griffey Jr. is the fucking best he had the, like he during that like during all those fucking years where everyone's like oh the steroids this steroids that like and during the, even the 1998 home run chase you know and it ended up being a race between Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire mm-hmm. uh Ken Griffey Jr. was in the thick of it for a good two and a half months uh but the motherfucker not being on steroids uh, the way those two guys were uh he ended up you know falling by the wayside but he still clubbed like 50 home runs that year uh, <laughs> so
2: um
1: yeah like like he played such amazing defense like he had the sweetest swing that I've ever seen uh anybody form it? Maybe have like maybe the best wing ever. Like
0: uh, okay. I've heard about it. Like it was crazy in that he follows through, like his whole body just like follows through it is completely.
1: Picturesque, Malcolm. uh Like like he's got his own line of Nikes, um where much like the Jordan logos, like him, where the Jordan logo is him doing the, the, that dunk from the free throw line. His logo is him just fucking swinging a bat and the little the little uh, line kind of like following the loop. And it's, ah, it's so good, the best swing I've ever. Um, and on top of that he's in my he's featured in my favorite episode of The Simpsons ever yes uh, the baseball episode the,
0: base... the, the softball episode excuse
1: the softball me softball episode where, where fucking Mr. Burns hires a team of ringers uh, basically all-stars from, from across Major League Baseball in 1993
0: there's uh, so many great quotes in
1: that episode <laughs> including one Ken Griffey Jr. uh who ends up, <laughs> ends up falling off the roster due to gigantism growth <laughs> addicted to mr burns's brain and nerve tonics
0: you're daryl strawberry (laughs) yes you're one of the best players of all time yes (laughs) are you better than me well i've never seen you play but yes (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: what i love too is when when uh when he collects all the ringers and puts them through a tryout and and mr burns uh puts up the lineup as to (laughs) as to who's uh who's on the team and obviously all the ringers make the team but homer's too nervous to look at the at the lineup so he asks roger clemens he's like he's like oh no roger i'm too nervous that i make the Team, he's like, You sure did, kid? And he's like, Woohoo! He's like, Wait a minute, is your name Ken Griffey Jr.? <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, then no, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that was, was oh man, that light like, is so great for so many reasons,
0: Mr. Burns. With all these
1: guys, you don't need us
0: anymore. Well duh <laughs> <laughs> (laughs)
1: uh but yeah he's on the cover of mlb 17 um they've got a couple of different editions of the game um the standard edition of course 60 bucks uh the mvp edition for an extra 10 bucks gets you a steel book which uh is designed to look like his jersey when he played with the mariners which is really really fucking cool um including some and includes uh some digital stuff uh for if you play uh like that diamond dynasty mode or whatever not a big deal Uh, if you want to spring for the mega the hall of fame edition for 100 bucks you get all that plus a baseball a baseball cap uh and some extra uh digital stuff so i don't know if i'll spring for the 100 bucks because the hat doesn't really look very good to be perfectly honest uh like it's just a really goofy looking snapback with a very giant mlb logo like i don't know they could have done something better with that um i think i'll just spring for the for the mvp edition for an extra 10 bucks and get that deal book there you go
0: i'm imagining that scene where the kids are making fun of daryl strawberry and they're like oh don't worry mom it just rolls right off their back meanwhile <laughs> daryl
1: strawberry's crying in the field wipes away a single tear <laughs> oh man that uh and uh baseball's the best baseball <laughs> Fuck. baseball and the simpsons uh perfect that's perfect that's why it's strawberry my- i told you to trim those sideburns
2: get out of here you're off the team <laughs> <laughs>
0: Feel like him better than Steinbrenner.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, that's a great. If you see one Simpsons episode, go check that one out. <laughs> that is my favorite one for sure. Uh,
1: but yeah, 22 MLB seasons for Ken Griffey Jr. And uh, j-
0: just a reminder, that's uh, an exclusive to PlayStation, right? Yeah,
1: it is. Um, nice. All right, good. Sure. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's developed by uh, San Diego Studios. Uh, so yeah, um, the game can only be on PlayStation. But like Xbox players, if they want a baseball game, they can have it in the form of RBI baseball. Baseball, which is strangely developed by Major League Baseball uh, themselves, but it's not very good.
2: <laughs>
1: mm. Oh, man. All right, so what else happened? I
0: love this stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why not make it interesting? Five
0: million isn't interesting. Oh, five, you said five million. Okay. I thought we'd <laughs> start small, then you'd increase it and we'd just go from there. But no, no, five million. That's fine. All
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: well, you do with your money, Mr. Burns. Oh, I don't know. Just throw it on the pile, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, I could quote that for an hour Goddamn! <laughs> <laughs> alright 20 minute episode oh yeah alright alright what what else happened while we were away
1: uh well Bethesda went and did something interesting here uh, while we were gone in that they basically said that they're not gonna be sending review copies of anything ever again <laughs> uh for yeah, what the fuck <laughs> that makes sense only to Bethesda um yeah leading up to the release of uh, Skyrim Special Edition uh a couple of weeks ago and uh people were like hey uh where, where's where's our copies of that big ass game that would take us a long time to, to dig into <laughs> to see if it's any good or not um and basically bethesda came with some really some real logical leaps as to why they weren't sending copies uh basically based on the like <laughs> remember doom malcolm mm-hmm. remember how good doom was but how nervous people were about that fucking game
0: true uh the the, ex- the excuse they gave for Cause they did the same thing over there it was like well a lot of the online features won't be on till that so we wanted them to have the full experience i recall
1: though so <laughs> well, doom well, well, to their yeah. credit
0: was a good game
1: well sure but they they withheld copies of doom uh because i'm assuming because they weren't sure what people were gonna fucking think of that game because a that development was so weird and like disjointed and like it had like it had these weird like multiplayer features like and like it was just a very strange game to release and like i'm guessing that they had no idea how people were going to take it like whether it was going to be too corny for people to like or or i don't know what it is over there but they i'm assuming they were nervous about it and they didn't send copies out uh but those copies came around and people played it and they loved it the game was so well received that game earned so many accolades and well-deserved ones at that um and bethesda didn't <laughs> bethesda somehow turned this around and said Huh, oh, maybe we should do this with all our games as as if like that was somehow the reason why the game reviews so well <laughs> um, no no <laughs> No, that's not why I reviewed no. well. <laughs> so, so what they went around and said is that they want, they, they're not sending out media review copies, uh, quote unquote, media review copies. Uh, and it's important to say media review copies because they still sent out copies of Skyrim special edition to YouTubers and streamers uh, like a week ahead of time. Uh, and basically they, they kind of like cherry picked ones that were already Skyrim fans, I think. Uh, so the people were still super, were just super excited to have and, and stream this special edition of, of, of Skyrim. Uh, so, you know, very interesting approach there, I think. Um, but, you know, we, obviously we already knew that Skyrim is fundamentally a pretty good game. People already had made up their minds whether or not they're going to buy, you know, the special edition or not. But they said that they're also going to do this with, with the Dishonored 2, uh, which comes out later this week, uh, in a couple of days, actually. And uh, that is going to be a little trickier because, like, as well-received as The Dishonored was, uh, the sequel, you know, it's a sequel. It's a whole fucking different game. We don't know whether that game's going to be any good or not. But, you know, Bethesda is like, oh, yeah, like, we want everyone to experience these games at the same time and yeah that's it's horseshit is what it is <laughs> they just want you to pre-order the game uh so that you can get these fucking stupid you know pre-order bonuses or whatever the fuck and basically get your money before you have a chance to actually suss out whether the game is worth buying or not which sucks <laughs> i mean it's their right to do it but i think it sucks a lot yeah, uh it, it only sucks. serves their interests not yours as the player even though they're trying to make spin it that way as like oh we want people to experience it at the same time it's like fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: uh, like uh i completely agree with you like to give a more recent example of mafia 3 did a, pretty much the same thing and the thing that you know like well fantastic doom was an exception to the rule but typically when we're given this it means that the game is either really bad or it's uh lacking in quite a few areas which turned out to be the case with mafia 3 where it had great story and characters but it was overall a very repetitive boring yeah, buggy and had in a buggy it had terrible Lighting, god and transitions too, goddamn. But uh, yeah, so it was uh, insanely lacking, and the review scores reflect that. On top of that, you know, unless you're a diehard Bethesda game, I see this hurting hurting them more than anything. Because I don't know about you, but I like to hear what I have. Some reviewers that I trust that you know I'm sort of on the same wavelength on, and I tend to, um, unless it's unless like it's something, something, that's something that's like like, sure, thing, sure, like, like, like Tomb, like, tomb like, Raider or Final fantasy. fantasy, I typically, I typically wait, wait until I, until I hear. Views. Views are, views are, are like. God, I room waited room. for what <laughs> everyone said about <laughs> Mafia Three. <'cause>, <laughs> <laughs> As I said. But, uh, yeah, this is really, really fishy. Like, they're trying to spin Dr. it, where it's like, oh, we want everything to be fair, but at the same time, like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, th- and this is also... It can also be read that into, like, maybe Bethesda is losing confidence in their games right now, or at least the ones coming up. Which Yeah, considering, sure. di- Yeah, which, considering Dishonored 2 is, like, the first one under this new regime, is really weird, and unfortunately, ho- and hopefully not, but... Con- it's kind of telling, too. So it's got me nervous now.
1: <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, and as much as we, you know, enjoy some of Bethesda's games, it's not like they have, like, a perfect track record where it's like, oh, these things are going to be surefire hits anyway. Who cares whether there's a review ready on day one or the day before? Um, <clears throat> you know, like, the Skyrim games are popular. The Fallout games are popular. You know, Doom and Wolfenstein ended up being surprise hits of games that whose, like, heydays was, like, decades ago and ended up being, like, really great revivals. But, like, remember fucking, what's it called... Rogue Warrior, the game game with fucking Mickey Rourke voicing the guy.
0: Uh, (laughs) Oh, as terrible (laughs) as that game is, it's hysterical to watch the gameplay for
1: it. It is, but it's like that's not a game you would uh, send out a review copy of, you know, a week ahead of time, you know. (laughs) 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 Fucking remember, fucking Wet or whatever it was called back in the day. Yeah, remember remember Wet. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's like remember fucking like even like Doom Three wasn't like that great. Remember, like if they'd done that. Doom 3 is like, well, this ended up being not very good. Uh, like, uh, they, like, fucking, uh, or, like, even the Elder Scrolls Online, you know? Shit like that. Like, know, they're not a perfect, they're not a perfect publisher by any means. So, for no, them to no, make a no, ship, no, this no, kind no, of don't, shift. Don't, that's for sure. Yeah. So, for them to make this kind of shift where, like, you can either make really fucking amazing games or just really, eh, games, um, you know, like, <laughs> this I kind of policy. Game
0: studio, that's what I'm gonna call it. Eh, games.
1: <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for a studio that can be hit or Miss like this, um the shitty policy.
0: On top of the, on top of that, this, I, this I see pissing off reviewers in general. Like Fallout is a long ass game as it is. Imagine you, if you're writing, making a review, you have to wait until
1: release before you yeah. can start playing through that. Like, yeah, and then you're the poor bastard stuck inside your house all weekend, cramming this giant game as much as you can, uh or and the week ahead of time. Like, oh, for a lot of people that seems like, oh, oh, poor fucking reviewer gets to play a game for hundred hours. Over three days. Like, no, that actually sucks a lot because you don't get to do a whole lot besides that, like including things like eat or speak to (laughs) your friends and family or fucking think about anything besides the game. Uh Cause then you have to write a review on top of that, you know, or make a video or whatever it is that, or whatever format that you're, you know, discussing or dissecting this game. It's like, it's a lot of fucking work to review a game, uh, especially one as fucking massive as, you know, like a Bethesda fucking RPG. Um, so yeah, like, especially with, uh, with like Skyrim on PS4, uh, like, like I think the mod, there are mods on that, like at launch, uh, I think it launched with mods or whatever, but like the mods on PS4 are less, are far less substantial than they are on PC, obviously, but even on compared to the Xbox One. Uh, like, the file size limit for, like, mods on Xbox One is 5 gigs, uh, but it's only 1 gig on PS4. Uh, so, yeah, like, that would have been nice to know if you had <laughs> a time before fucking, you know, the game's released. So I like is, that. Yeah,
0: it's really a questionable move. It feels like if Donald Trump was in charge of a friggin' game studio, this would be, like, the first thing. They're like, no review copies until the game comes out.
1: Oh God, I wish he was in charge of, any, of only a game studio. <laughs>
0: oh, God, the whole country, Joe. But, uh... <laughs> I, I don't understand this. This, this I feel is going to do more damage to their reputation than anything. And you know, yeah. like oh, I, if I were them, I would change or reverse this. I we'll see. They'll probably keep it in place for a while just to quote unquote save face. Yeah. Oh man. All right. What else happens? Let's see.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> uh, YouTube has added support for HDR videos across its uh, web and PlayStation apps. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, or yeah, ahead of the PlayStation 4 Pro launch uh, later this well, not even later this week. Tomorrow, (laughs) Uh, now that I think about it, uh, we got like fucking 40 of those things in our store. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they.
0: Don't forget, Joe, you're supposed to tell me when you guys are doing the deal for Black Friday. (laughs) (laughs) I need to get one, Joe, before I can update. (laughs) (laughs)
1: but yeah they they um yeah ahead of the release for playstation 4 pro they yeah they will be able to to record and and stream 4k hdr content you will record it off your playstation 4 pro or xbox one s and upload it to youtube as an hdr enabled video uh which is exciting stuff because like before like it's nice to have the 4k video uh but without that hdr to really make those colors pop um it's basically just a slightly sharper image over at 1080p um so i'm excited to see this kind of stuff joe speaking of hdr i do want to ask you at the time of this
0: recording we are mere hours away from the release of the playstation 4 pro mm-hmm. just out of curiosity yeah uh, did you get in your store at least did you uh, get a lot of those in uh is there has anyone been pre-ordering
1: uh... well like i did just tell you not one minute ago malcolm we got over 30 of those motherfucker oh
0: isn't that kind of kind of a small number or
1: well not really for our store we don't do a whole lot of okay. console business um it's more than we... The wheeze
0: we typically get at walmart that's for sure <laughs>
1: <laughs> um But yeah, like we've got, we definitely got some pre orders for that. Probably close to 10 of those were pre orders. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have plenty. Like, and there's always going to be more coming in. Like, I'm assuming we'll have more coming in tomorrow as well. So, yeah, we'll be fine.
0: I'm really curious to see because, uh, at least as far as I know, Xbox has continued to maintain its lead that it's had on PS4. It has. Uh, yeah. And I, apologies if that ruined one of the stories. <laughs> but uh,
1: no, that reminded me of a story I should grab.
0: <laughs> so, I'm curious if it's the fact that you know people at this point have now jumped ship or possibly have people people uh, are waiting for the playstation pro before they continue buying uh, playstation 4s again or is placed is sony including playstation vrs with those numbers because it could just be that people are buying that instead of buying playstation 4s so i'm curious how it breaks down
1: yeah um yeah like um like you said the the xbox one has been the best time console couple months in a row now, uh, a third of months in a row actually, uh, as of, I, we still don't know this, uh, the numbers for October, but the numbers for September, uh, that was three months in a row in which the Xbox One outsold the PS4, uh, largely on the on the strength of the Xbox One S, which for all tons of purposes is a pretty good machine, uh, especially in that it is the cheapest <laughs> 4K Blu-ray player that you can get on the market by a pretty decent margin. Uh, you know, you can get one starting at 300 bucks, the cheapest fucking 4K Blu-ray player, at least the one that we sell in the store, uh, it's 400 bucks uh some of them are like five or six hundred dollars for the higher end ones so uh yeah people are, are really digging into xbox one s and it's, it's a very easy console to like even though uh i still don't care for the actual software interface within it but the hardware itself it, it's hard to follow that. Mm-hmm. and and there have been actual games on out for it as well <laughs>
2: that
0: helps anyway getting back to the original now um, original story which unfortunately until i save up for that 4k tv mm-hmm. which sadly seems like it's going to be a little whiles away soon because we're still paying off that bed that I got. But, but uh, <laughs> who yeah, needs sleep, Malcolm? I, I do. <laughs> no one needs sleep. Just just buy a PS. Just buy me. I can sleep on the PS4. <laughs> <laughs> Um, But yeah, th- this is re- really exciting because like the number one problem of the whole, uh, you know, like all the presentations that they've done for the PlayStation Pro and whatnot is I can't tell what the, what it looks like really. Uh, like granted, unfortunately I won't be able to really tell how good the graphics are on my TV, but if it translates well on say my iPhone or tablet or whatever, then awesome. Then I can finally see what the, all the hype's about, but uh, chances are like out of curiosity a Best Buy. Do you guys have a display for the PlayStation Pro to show off how sharp it looks? Or Oh. All right. Well, you'll
1: just have to take everyone's word for it.
0: <laughs> that's the killer right there <laughs> we still don't have an xbox one s on this really oh. yeah well you sort of know what you're getting
1: into well yeah i mean part of that is i mean not to get into the, the underpinnings of how that worked but some of those displays are, are set up by not by us but by third-party vendors uh so those motherfuckers have to stop slacking and get their shit updated <laughs> we don't have we don't touch that stuff
0: you, you know yeah, yeah i know what the hell's going on but you know what's interesting like uh, i i speaking of microsoft uh, I, i've heard a, a rumor going around that gears of war 4 which which as far as I can tell is a pretty kick-ass game that's a uh, very kick game Some is selling kind of softly.
1: I don't actually know one way or another. I haven't heard any of that.
0: I'm trying to look something up, but I've been trying to see and could have killed it. Uh, let's see. Gears of War cost more than a hundred million. Jesus Christ to make. Games I mean, are expensive, Palcom. God damn. <laughs> but according to the numbers, it hasn't sold uh, as well, at least as well as they were hoping it would, which is kind of interesting considering that, you know, Xbox is, uh, taken over i would have thought that those numbers would have skyrocketed
1: yeah and that game again fucking great
0: yeah it's even included in quite a few bundles i believe there are
1: two separate bundles that include xbox or that include uh gears of war 4 yeah, which is interesting there's,
0: including that kick-ass red uh xbox. yeah there's
1: the one terabyte you know regular uh xbox and then there's that includes the regular version of the game and then there's the red two terabyte model that includes the ultimate edition of the game so two really great ways to get that game if you don't have an xbox
0: my goodness my goodness all right all right what else happened while we're gone
1: uh we got a couple of final updates for video games one expected one not so much which one would you rather hear first
0: let's get the bad news out of the way which is how i'm handling today uh <laughs> what's the bad news well i mean it's not or okay. what's the one we shouldn't expect so much
1: well malcolm uh turtle rock studios uh, uh announced that they are ending their support for evolve what yeah evolve um wow. uh, if, you're, if you remember correctly malcolm uh i the mean the most after- hype
0: game ever oh my god A
1: a very hyped game release coming out of E3 2014, which I was was present for. I took a gameplay demo of. And that was, like, probably the most exciting game for me coming out of that fucking E3. Came out to basically Big Wet Fart. (laughs) (laughs) Because... (laughs) <laughs> because uh on top of the fact that if you're not playing as the monster you're basically not going to win uh but also the fact that it's like oh on top of that like the first thing that they show you basically and basically all they do show you is like oh buy all these skins and characters and shit like but like i already gave you 60 dollars. it was more money uh like it's like ugh. and people just it fell off pretty much instantly uh and then earlier this year they went free to play on the pc version uh and that saw in a very predictably huge uptick uh Uh, in the player base, but that dwindled almost immediately as well. Uh, I never went free to play on the console side, but like, you know, on the PC side, at least, it seemed like that would be enough to sustain the game. Um, But after basically (laughs) that falling off again, um, yeah, they announced that effective immediately as of uh, the end of last month, uh, the end of October. So they've already (laughs) already been a little while. uh, Yeah, they they said that they're no longer supporting the game effective immediately, um, although the game servers will remain online for the foreseeable future. Um, Yeah, so in a blog post, post on uh total rock studios website co-founder chris ashton uh <laughs> made a post called our final message to our evolve community uh so very very cheery <laughs> very very uh very fun blog post there um yeah he, he made it clear that total rock does not own evolve and that it was not the developer's choice to end work on the game at this point point. and here are some quotes here uh this is life of a AAA game developer of AAA game developers who aren't self-funded and and don't own their own ip uh we don't get to make the call we all know that going in, but we still sign out the dotted line because we love what we do. We're happy to have gotten the opportunity to do something risky, something new, and innovative um yeah they they also had like a one last uh live stream for the game a few weeks a couple weeks ago. oh my God, um, were
0: there people playing violins in the background all oh, this <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Gentlemen, um, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that, yeah, is, that, that is incredible! Like, is. like in many ways, it kind of reminds me of Destiny. Even though its Destiny is doing fantastic right now, but uh, our least our initial impression of Destiny, where you played the beta and uh, you're like, "Oh man, this is great! This is great! I can't wait to play more." Uh, much like the early play testings of uh of all, and the, like, and "Oh, I can't, we can't we wait more, to see and more!" And then you get game, game, and you realize, "Oh, oh already I already played play this whole." Game. whole <laughs> like. Which is how I felt with the alpha and the beta (laughs)
1: Yeah
0: like, yeah, like, uh, Angry Joe, I think, did a really, really good review of the game where he pointed out, you're like, while the initial game is fun, you know, that's pretty much it. And then from there, you're just playing that over and over and over again. And they it sounds like they didn't put too much work into anything else. Like, have you ever played the whole campaign through?
1: Uh huh. No.
0: Well, the ending to the game is either A, the, uh, you as the monster kill off the humans, or if you're the humans, they end that scene early where the, the humans are just shooting, and that. The ending—it's like it's a terrible end. Like you made like a big point that Joe got like, wait, I worked all this way for this, and also pointing out that you know if you're a human, it's a lot of run chasing after the godforsaken <laughs> monster, and, which gets old after a while. So man, that is like so like it is amazing in the hindsight of this game, where like as we said before, like there was a while this was the most hyped game ever. Everyone was talking about it. Like me and Joe were like, man, this is probably going to take away Game of the Year. Like anyway, I thought it was felt like like oh, this game is probably going to take game of the year when it comes out. It comes out and yeah, it came out. It's, <laughs> it's the reception of it. And uh, yeah, then like everything happened, especially, the, you got to be careful with, with uh, microtransactions in fully $60 games.
1: Yeah. Um, let's see, Polygon had a little thing when the game launched that kind of looked at <laughs> the cost of all the DLC uh, that was available at launch. And you know, this is a game that launched with a twenty-four ninety-nine, you know, season pass uh, that got you, what is it, three more hunters and some exclusive skins uh but on top of that like they were selling stuff that wasn't included in that uh what you get can get individually would cost you an extra 75 dollars almost welcome uh or if you buy if you got a couple of bundles that included all the content it would still get you it still cost you 61 dollars on top of Jesus the six dollars on top of the 24.99 for the season pass so it's like like and this stuff was all like you know shoved in your face on day one uh so it's not like oh the game's been off for a couple months here's some skins if you want to buy them or whatever um it's like no here here it is day one buy some shit like but i already bought some shit it's called devolve <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe you've heard of it developer. it's called
0: Evolve. <laughs> oh that's magnet i love yeah. it uh, fucking watch your game is what i bought <laughs> <laughs> fuck oh my god yeah you gotta be careful with that like it's one thing to like release it then like a year later say oh here's this extra class or extra monster da, da, da. but don't do it all at launch crazy yeah it's not rated. Mm-hmm. uh okay so that's the bad news uh what's the good news Joe?
1: i want to say it's good news necessarily but oh, it's it's a, but i mean it's it's ex- i mean this is something that you've honestly i didn't think was still being updated uh but drive club got its final update uh recently as of uh a couple of or about a week ago uh one last update which uh which come, clocks in about just under six gigabytes uh but it, it brings in a dozen tracks uh that are that are included in the new what's it called the drive club vr game uh drive club vr is a separate 40 dollar game uh exclusive of course for the playstation vr um but yeah this brings basically all the tracks from that game in, into regular vanilla drive club i guess you want to call it um yeah this i mean of, of course the interesting here the no, thing to note here is that uh <clears throat> evolution studios which was the original developer of Drive Club uh, was shuttered by Sony uh, back in what was it March? Uh, Codemasters kind of ended up picking up the pieces and, and bought, bought out Codemasters and bought out uh, Evolution Studios. But obviously Sony's been still updating that game a little bit here and there because I guess they still had some content that they owed, you know, season past plays for that particular game. Uh, but that's I guess that's all done now. Uh, Drive Club, the, the, the saga of Drive Club uh, has is finally come to an end and it gets to ride off into the sunset like Paul Walker and in <laughs> Furious, them. but with much less positive factor <laughs> i still have the playstation plus version of that game i should fire that up sometime, just yeah. to see well, i remember this is, again
0: this is one of the games i was really hyped for like uh, one of my friends uh, when it, when it was first talked about it, it was like before the release of the ps4 and they were talking about all these features like you could make your own car club and race other car clubs and whatnot and i actually knew a friend who owned a car club and uh, would race like rival car clubs and i'm like imagine being able to do this from home and he was like all into it and then the game came out <laughs> well it came out like eons later but <laughs> god damn god fucking damn uh but uh has the game been doing good by the
1: way I I mean I guess after like all the terrible terrible like man that game fuck <laughs> I just remember what a mess that was when that game finally launched. Um, and I guess once they finally fixed it to get into a fucking playable state, I guess it ended up being a pretty good game as far as racing games go. Um I just never got into it because by the time they fucking got it fixed and got that fucking PlayStation Plus version out, like, who gives a shit? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I will be interested to see if they do anything with the PlayStation Pro uh, with this game, though. Probably not. It feels like, you know, this feels like a pretty final update. Uh Yeah, weird.
0: Uh, any other bit of good news? Uh,
1: for, for that game or just in general?
0: It- general like
1: uh yeah of course we have got a uh, we've got some good news here if you're uh <clears throat> if you're a fan of the zero escape games malcolm uh they are finally coming to playstation 4 and vita next year remember the vita <laughs> that's good oh, cool. yeah, that that hot <laughs> ticket <Yeah. laughs> you can um, play on
0: 3g
2: with it hot damn <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: but yeah the, the first game in, in in this uh in this series you know nine hours nine persons nine doors uh which was originally uh released on the nintendo ds and zero escape virtues last reward which was on the vita and 3ds uh those are both coming to playstation 4 and vita as part of a package deal um they're they'll be called zero escape the non games they'll be out in spring of 2017 and uh yeah that's pretty neat <laughs>
0: awesome i really can't go too much into it as i have played as escape game but if you're a fan of that series awesome
1: yeah um those games are or at least the first game is available on iOS. i think if you want to check it out like it's a visual novel you don't really need mm. like, a, like a vita or 3d or, or a ds to really get the full experience out of that you know as a visual novel you can do it on your phone and it's fine and it's probably cheaper uh so if you want to check it out you can probably grab it for a couple bucks there and see if you would be interested in maybe an upres version of that on your ps4 all right all right
0: what else, <laughs> what else uh what else happened? Or do you have any more uh, good news as far as like, games and whatnot?
1: Um, I've only got a couple more stories here.
0: Oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll share some good news then. Go ahead. All right. You like vaporware, Joe? <laughs>
1: no because well,
0: you don't like it well i I got some great news for you my friend <laughs>
1: There's two
0: very famous games two games that were actually if you remember Joe's article which no longer has any proof <laughs> of existing <laughs> God damn it. uh i remember one of my f- earliest uh, articles that i read from joe was a uh it was a top five list of like top five uh vaporware games on the playstation uh-huh. and uh pretty and that this
1: for playstation university mind you
0: yes you did you know, that hot ticket <laughs> Uh, but uh, two of the higher placed uh, ones on there are were Final Fantasy Versus 13, otherwise known <laughs> as Final Fantasy 15 now, uh-huh. and of course the Last Guardian. Well, Joe, great news for you, my friend, and for the entire <laughs> world at large.
1: The games are canceled, and people's hopes <laughs> can finally be set to rest.
0: Oh God, if they canceled, I would 15. I would lose my my shit for Last Guardian, probably not so bad. <laughs> uh, but no, the the great news is the uh, recent while we were away both games were announced as gold
1: they've gone gold they've
0: they're, gone gold so production they,
1: they, they did not become actual gold yeah, they come with
0: gold <laughs> you'll make your money back almost instantly now
1: <laughs>
0: gold meaning that product that the game is finished developing and production is started folks yeah. out there who were scared that oh they're just going to de- delay last guardian and final fantasy 15 worry not your national nightmare our national nightmare is over those games are coming out Final Fantasy XV will come out on the 29th of November, and Last Guardian is what, December 6th? I believe so. Somewhere. It's either that or Gravity Report Gravish. <laughs> oh, Oh,
1: Fucking goddamn! <laughs> <laughs> we can't
0: win. But uh, yes, folks, uh, don't worry. I, I, I thought that was what you were leading to when you said like some good news with some games. But yeah, it, it's it's hap it's a happening. It's coming <laughs> out. Don't worry. Uh, the games will come out. No more delays. No nothing. so There you go. Mm-hmm. All right, Joe. Well, what else happened this week?
1: Um, not a whole. Oh, R- uh, R- I guess R- it's also worth noting that uh, Telltale announced uh, that their Batman series. Uh, I forget what the release date is for for the next episode, episode four, uh, but it's it'll canceled. be coming out. <laughs> it's canceled. It's canceled in mid-season. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but, but uh, episode four of Batman's Telltale series will be releasing in, in September or not September, in, in November. Uh, and they, they obviously don't have a release date for for episode five, but they did say that they are expecting it in December. So it seems like it will be just under the wire uh, to, 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 to qualify for our Game of the Year uh, tournament, Malcolm, uh, if everything goes to, to Plan. Fucking assholes. I mean, that's great. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> giving me a workload, god damn it. Hey
1: man, like I said, have you got to play any of the episodes, Malcolm? No. Oh. I okay, this
0: this isn't for most of the time that we've been away, I've been playing through Rise of the Tomb Raider, which we'll get into in a little bit. And now I'm I've uh, started on uh Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, which I guess I'll I'll give like a first impressions thing. For. And I'm pl- hoping to beat all that before we we get to the 29th joe where uh, i think i'll be playing our game of year award winner spoilers on that one oh, <laughs> we are giving it that I, I think it'll do better than all my souls games i'll just say that <laughs> there. if it doesn't then you uh, but anyway uh, <laughs> i mean that's that would be square's fault not mine Malcolm. <laughs> you stacked the deck goddamn <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but a- anyway,
1: sent no to play Final Fantasy 15 and have it to be an next game. Okay. If are, it's are, not, that's not my fault.
0: Now out of curiosity, are you, are you getting the game?
1: Yes. I'm going to pre-order the, the Steelbook edition very soon. So I can get them $10 done from Best Buy for pre-ordering it. Yeah,
0: I've already pre-ordered the digital uh, Supreme or whatever it's called version where it comes <laughs> with the game and the seat. Oh, does your steel book come with the season pass?
1: Uh, No, that'd be like the $100 version. Bullshit.
0: Okay. Well, $10, more okay i guess i understand uh yeah mine comes with the season pass uh sadly i don't think it comes with any of the pre-order weapons but what the fuck ever you know i just, <laughs> i'm not gonna whine about not getting pre-order game bonuses at this point for a game that i've been waiting for for 10 goddamn years now so but yeah i'm ready to go i'm happy to hear that you're getting the game too because there's one thing i hate is having to ar- argue uh, with people who haven't played the game but so far i'm hopeful joe everyone who's played it i haven't heard one necessarily bad thing about it oh. so if it meaning if it loses it's you,
1: all <laughs> <on> <laughs> you. it's the whole
0: means that's the game being not good enough you you review it and give it a bad score i'm gonna put an asterisk it's joe <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay i have uh, in all the seriousness i have good i have a good feeling about this so can't wait all right what, what 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 else do you got joe
1: uh let's see here we've got uh ah yes this is some this is fun uh you can now create uh and share uh gifts from your playstation 4 you can make you can post some gameplay footage and you can make uh the moving pictures that people like to share oh that's on the- great actually yeah yeah um yeah this is coming through uh the share factory app on ps4 uh, it's getting a two version. Uh, and yeah, obviously the big feature, like I said, GIF creation. Uh, so you take gameplay videos captured with the PS4 share button and turn them into GIFs that are up to th- 10 seconds long. Uh, from there, you can post them those GIFs to Twitter straight from your console. Uh, the size limit on uh, the functionality is a little unclear, uh, but it's worth noting that Twitter allows gifts to be as big as 15 megabytes if they're uploaded from the web, uh, or only 5 megabytes if they're uploaded from a mobile device. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah pretty neat. You can add text to it also, you know, if you're meme font, your, your impact font, if you will. Uh, yeah. There you go. Neat. Nice. Oh, other, other new features coming uh, to this 2.0 version of ShareFactory. Uh, also include uh, a photo mode, which lets users create collages of up to six screenshots with most of the filters and effects already available in the app. In addition, ShareFactory 2.0 improves the speed of exporting projects by 20%, thank fuck, uh, because I remember <laughs> those videos taking quite a while to, uh, to to finalize, especially, like I made a couple of videos when, when uh, TowerFall came out a couple of years ago a game i loved very deeply uh and was ripe for for recording and uploading uh gameplay footage but you know rendering that stuff on your ps4 before was, was pretty brutal like a five minute video would, would take quite a while to finalize um you can you can pan across and zoom into gameplay videos and there are neutral there, there's some new stickers you can pop onto the footage as well look forward to all that stuff uh, from the new share factory 2.0 app right on right on all right do
0: you have anything else buddy
1: uh two more stories here that i've got um, said one. two stories ago, but all right. I did not. I said that right before <laughs> you interrupted with with, with Final Fantasy. Um, all right, what else? Let's see. If you are a PlayStation View subscriber, Malcolm, with PlayStation View being their, their internet TV, TV service, service. Yep. um, it's worth noting that they are now uh, dropping all Viacom-owned channels, and that's a big deal because Viacom mm. owns a number of very high-profile channels, including uh, MTV, Comedy Central, Spike, Nickelodeon, uh, what else? Uh, Tress. TV land and VH1. Um, Sony went pretty far out of their way to make it seem like they're doing you a favor. (laughs) They said, quote, as part of our ongoing evaluation of the PlayStation view offering, we have determined that removing the bundle of channels from Viacom is the best way for us to continue to offer the most compelling value to our fans, which is,
0: that's some great Kool-Aid they're serving. That is some
1: bullshit that they are trying to feed you there. Um, (laughs) what it comes down to is we don't want to pay Viacom any money or, <laughs> Viacom that much money uh, to have their channels on here. So we're just not getting out for them. Um, but there you go. Uh, on top of that, they will to kind of make up. Well, I guess they're not doing it to make up for it. But um, while while those channels will be leaving PlayStation View, they will also be adding BBC America, uh, Vice and NBA TV uh, to the view lineup. So um, once we lose them, I guess. Uh, but man, those Viacom channels make up um, apparently more than 20 channels. So that's a big fucking chunk. Uh, yeah,
0: Viacom is no joke, especially if you're trying to run on a goddamn tv service for christ's sake yeah damn.
1: yeah that's a fucking woo, man damn. Hmm, i damn <laughs> all
0: right so yeah. Yeah,
1: all, this, uh, all this internet tv stuff gets very confusing uh if you stare at it too long um
0: and it's a shame because it was a up until that point it was like a actually really good alternative i felt but... yeah because
1: like the base package is like 30 or 35 bucks or something and you've got a pretty decent selection of stuff and depending on the packaging and the channels that you select it, like even then like even if you were to get like the, all the channels that they offer it was only like 60 bucks a month uh which is still substantially less than you know any cable or or satellite package that you could ever get um yeah i don't know it's like this internet tv stuff is uh it's hard to be a cord cutter if you still really want to watch some of this stuff because some of the stuff you know like some of the stuff you know you cut the cords and you're like i'm gonna be netflix and hulu forever we um but you know you still miss some of that cable tv uh, not gonna lie um like i just like i subscribe to to sling tv uh it starts at 20 bucks a month uh and like Get you a pretty decent uh pretty decent amount and for 25 bucks the weird thing is that it adds most of the other channels uh but removes a few it removes the abc channels for the, for the extra five bucks a month so it's like what's fuck? <laughs> it's, it's very strange all right well all
0: right what else happened what was the last story you got
1: there last story i have here is uh where'd it go ah um some some timely news for uh for, for everyone listening right now malcolm is that um currently as i've, I've fucking kind of forgotten about it but the PlayStation 3 Malcolm turns uh, 10 years old next week and I believe they I want to say the el- not the 11th, the 16th I want to say not the 16th okay. year um, but very soon next week uh, the PlayStation 3 10 years old Malcolm and to celebrate uh, the not just I, I guess not just the 10 year anniversary of the PS3 but the PlayStation Store as well uh, this the PlayStation Store is running a uh, running a sale uh, to celebrate 10 years of the PlayStation Store uh, there's a free stream available if you want to you're into themes <laughs> your PS3 or PS4 uh, but number of games are available at a discount if you want to get into that like you can get bloodborne complete edition malcolm for 20 dollars on playstation plus that includes uh the, the deal the old hunters dlc yeah
0: that's a substantial deal right there yeah i actually have some it, really good deals
1: on yeah it right which by itself is 20 regularly uh so to get basically all of bloodborne for 20 bucks uh very good deal if you're into that uh let's see you can get something like say far cry 4 and zombie together for 24.99 on playstation plus uh you can get grand theft auto 5 on playstation 4 for 36 bucks you can get um the gta ps2 trilogy for 21 bucks on ps plus uh let's see i'm looking at some of the cool stuff here we've got uh let's say rocket league for 12 bucks on ps plus that's pretty good if you didn't get in on the free version when it came out last year um just a black malcolm remember that mm-hmm. five dollars on ps4 Ooh, okay. towerfall ascension a game that i again i can't stress enough how much i love towerfall uh six bucks on ps plus uh if you have some friends you can play with that is fucking steal. uh the Castlevania symphony of the night ps1 classic on playable on ps3 and vita two dollars malcolm two dollars are you kidding me <laughs> uh plenty of stuff just like that uh all over the deal so if you're into if you're into hot deals and scoops and whatnot uh yeah get into look at that xcom enemy unknown plus on playstation vita five dollars hot damn perfect stuff get in on that
0: excellent all right unless there's anything else
1: oh that, that's that's all i got finally
0: all right sadly i have some myself uh, uh what? no go ahead okay. uh so no man's sky you remember that game joe
1: yep <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right moving on now i'm just
2: kidding.
0: <laughs> uh well recently at about uh i want to say the 28th of october uh hello games's account was hacked and which is interesting because it was the first time it was used since august
1: 18th. Yeah, like weeks, yeah like two weeks after the game launch, basically. <laughs> Uh, great communication, guys.
0: Uh, they released a singular tweet that simply said No Man's Sky was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. I know Goddamn. Goddamn. Um, um, the, tweet, um, the tweet, of course, of course. Says, as, as as with, as with most tweets most in general later deleted, <laughs> and the account was set to private. While emails purporting the be from studio founder Murray claimed responsibility for the message, and the Twitter account is back in line and control. And uh, so yeah, so essentially, Sean Murray goes out to say that the account was hacked or the server was hacked, and uh, if anything was a mistake, it was using LinkedIn. In without two uh, FA, which stands for essentially some sort of authorization. Uh, yeah,
1: two factor authorization. Meaning, yeah, you can do this with, with like your email account, basically. Where it's like, obviously, the first factor of authorization is you know the usual password you put in. But usually, the second step is that you can you know like like Sony offered this with PSN recently. Like you can link your telephone number so that you can also get a text that sends you a separate code to enter as well. So that basically you have to you have to be the person for sure. You can't just oh I hacked your email uh, password or whatever like. You you have to have your physical fucking phone, and you'll get a pa- you'll get a separate code. You're like, oh shit! Like like if you if you're the person logging in, no big deal. If you're not, you're like, uh, what? <laughs>
0: uh, okay, okay. So essentially, exactly how the two step verification with PSN works, right?
1: Yeah, basically. Okay. Like Google's got it, and basically every other reputable fucking uh, account that you can possibly have has it.
0: Now I'm reading this story from Polygon as essentially this hacker was probably who was probably someone who worked or yeah at one time. And- Hello Games, also sent apology letters to at least two people at Polygon, and Jesus. probably, and who knows how many other people. Yeah. Uh, the email reads as follows. No Man's Sky was a mistake. I've contacted you because the silence from Hello Games has been unwarranted and unprofessional. Community has asked me to speak up, and I have a confession to make. The game was simply unfinished upon arrival. Our hand was forced not only by Sony, but the community as well. Constant harassment, and absolute gross misconduct on the community's part has made it hard to fulfill our artistic vision, while pressure from Sony to release the game as soon as possible forced us to cut key features. I want to apologize for what we did not deliver on, as the game does not mean up what our artistic view was. However, we do wish the community was more understanding on our situation. Many people have asked for refunds despite our promise to continually improve and update No Man's Sky. We are just a small studio that has poured our blood, sweat, and tears into this project. We the complete lack of respect when it comes to the work we have done absolutely saddens not only myself but the team as well want to improve the game to the point we dreamed of it being and beyond (laughs) i like that i hope everyone affected understands and here's the uh here's the dick part he signs it sean murray yeah so goddamn and just like that no man's guy is back in the news
1: <laughs> Coming hard in the paint, Mister Fucking Hacker Guy.
0: Jesus Christ! Since then, uh, if you go to Hello Pages uh, website, it has taken off uh, the No Man's Sky uh, No Man's Sky uh, link on its page there. So
1: yeah, I'd say so. Mm-hmm. That's a smart thing to do, maybe. Fuck, I know. <laughs> Jesus. Is savage
0: it's not good uh, once again talking going back like we were talking about with evolve a game that had all this positive hype and then upon release right into the ground even though like <laughs> Once again i i had fun with it but still
1: yeah
2: god
0: damn and, and it's just getting worse and
1: worse boy howdy
0: uh in happier news which i'm can't see it because it's the podcast folks and also joe's not next to me so he can't see it but i'm making air quotes as uh while i'm okay with it this has actually co- gotten a surprising uproar from people but Final fantasy 15 announced that it is going to get a multiplayer mode as dc <laughs> in which case the comments i've seen on various stories announcing this are just kind of ridiculous that there are many fans are going well take final fantasy off the box it's no longer final fantasy uh, <laughs> is that never,
1: part of the season pass or
0: what i believe so uh, how much uh, is uh, the season pass anyway uh, 24.99 90. yeah. yeah. all right, right. so yeah see so, yeah. it's now going gold and reveal the final piece of dlc touted it as a nuke way to play the game will be a online four player co-op multiplayer expansion called comrades following this uh, will follow an item pack called holiday pack and the three episodes expansion so yeah it looks like this will be part of that season pass and but anyway people are going on like what what is final fantasy doing with all online multiplayer uh, clearly they haven't played 11 or 14 i'm guessing with statements. well like
1: <laughs> well no the funny thing is that man that's not a great track record for final fantasy multiplayer huh <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! But yeah,
0: a lot <laughs> of people are like losing their minds. Like, all right, all Final Fantasy 11 and 14 aside, <laughs> I want to stress this is just an add-on feature. So if you if you hate multiplayer in Final Fantasy that much, you can simply just not use it. Yeah, I mean,
1: or... I mean, depending on the price of the individual like single-player DLC, because I'm guessing it's what three different uh, single-player um, episodes or whatever that highlighted different uh, party member, basically. From the sounds of it, yeah, yeah, and depending on the price of that, those will probably be like oh, ten bucks, three so why don't you buy the season pass for twenty four ninety nine instead like <laughs> uh in yeah. which case yeah I'd probably do that instead but i don't
0: know yeah it's like because it's like those three episodes and three other dlc make up the uh season pass so uh, you can get $60 worth of content for twenty four ninety nine. what a bargain <laughs> it's,
1: it's a, right. a season pass dlc you get six pieces of dlc a booster pack dlc number one episode gladiolus or gladiolus how do you spell gladiolus. gladiolus gladiolus whatever <laughs> That's DLC number two. Holiday pack. That's DLC number three. Episode Ignis. Episode, that's DLC four. Episode Propo. That's DLC five. And expansion pack. DLC six. I'm guessing that's the multiplayer one. Mm. So, so
0: yeah, I, I thought that was an interesting. I'm curious to see how it'll work and how com, how co-op will work on the Final Fantasy. If there was ever a Final Fantasy to do it on, it's definitely this. But we'll see how how it comes out. Uh, PayPal data has revealed an interesting statistic. <laughs> Finally, According a to hot this,
1: PayPal scoop. <laughs> waiting on?
0: Well, I pay for my game through PayPal most of the time, so uh, they may have some credence. But according to a survey by PayPal, as well as Super Data Research, which is best name for a research company ever, uh, <laughs> it's released uh, two interesting statistics, Joe. What you got? Number one, 78% of U.S. gamers play on their smartphones.
1: That's not surprising.
0: Not surprising, but maybe this will surprise you, Joe. According to which, 49% of U.S. males, the, the best statistic ever, play on the PlayStation Four, four, 4 compared to 48 eight, percent 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 PC, on PC, PC, meaning the,
1: the rate, rates has finally finally been, been overthrown, mm, see, uh, see, the data coming from PayPal, though, I wonder if, if that's the number of people who buy games on those respective platforms versus the people who play games on those respective platforms. Because if, if it's the number of players who play uh on those respective platforms, I imagine that, like, I'd imagine that this would be, like, oh, people who buy games on this platform, because, you know, that could, I can understand that, but, like, with piracy being so so easy uh to get away with on the pc front i would imagine that more people still play uh games on pc than they would on any console
0: mm-hmm. well, i'm just saying what the <laughs> survey says survey says <laughs> i'd be
1: interested in seeing some more specific data is what i'm saying here indeed
0: all right and finally final story here joe this one's actually as far as nintendo goes uh, two quick stories here number one as of november as of the week of november 1st nintendo is going to to stop manufacturing the Wii U. Oh. Eurogamer reports citing multiple sources as it claims that the, the final Wii U unit will exit Nintendo's manufacturing plant on Friday, ending the console's production four years after it launched in November. No- wow, a lot of shit comes out in November. November 2012. <laughs> and thus, which is interesting because th- th- there's still some time before the Switch comes out. I mean... <laughs> yeah, March, whatever. That's a really be-
1: busy month between uh Tech and the Switch. Hmm.
0: I'm guessing they're going to hope on that 3DS to carry Nintendo till then, which <laughs> let's face it, it could. So, <laughs> Yeah. And uh, one, f- speaking of the Switch, according to, sur- to multiple <laughs> sources. <laughs>
1: I you are going to say Circuit City for some reason. Like, Circuit <laughs> City. Oh,
0: oh, man. I remember Circuit City. All right. But according to multiple sources, Nintendo will reveal the Switch's price and release date on January 12th.
1: Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they reveal that they're having being like a whole other event basically and they announced that like <laughs> really fucking long ago they're like two weeks ago they're like hey more information to come in january it's like october like 20th my dude chill the fuck out <laughs>
0: Which is funny, because uh, it's going to be taking place during, like, probably two months before the frickin' console comes out. We're going to get concrete details, so... Yeah, yeah I
1: mean, I, I would assume that people at this point know that if you're interested in buying a new console, you have to save at least 300 bucks for that thing. Uh, maybe more, depending... Yeah, I was about
0: to say, we don't know yet.
1: Finding on <laughs> how crazy things get.
0: Don't jinx it, Trump will come out and say, all consoles will be $700. Oh, God,
1: Jesus... <laughs>
2: Ah, uh,
0: uh, Everything is terrible. Everything is bad. But uh-huh. uh, hopefully, the Switch will be good, though. So we'll see how that. will s- I- I'm very curious to watch this presentation. I'll uh, okay, kill me. Well, before you do that, Joe, <laughs> you played some games.
1: <laughs> <this one. laughs> <laughs> oh, what are we doing? We should be fucking making bug out bags and getting on a bus to nowhere.
0: Uh, just out of curiosity, like uh, me and Sandra had the talk—not the baby, but the the talk about what countries to flee to in case Trump won. Which Sandra assured me the whole time. But don't worry, he's never gonna get a leg. Who's <laughs> laughing now? Not me. But uh just out of nobody's curiosity, laughing. what's that? But nobody's laughing. Nobody's laughing. Uh, have you narrowed down your countries to flee to?
1: No, I thought this was a good one to be in. Uh... <laughs> I thought um, I, I like to hear.
0: I do like it here, too, Joe. But you got to be prepared for the worst, especially if Dickhead Supreme. <laughs> Imagine him in a U.N. meeting. Oh my God.
1: Well, I mean, presidents don't really
0: do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, he would be the first, though. He's like, nah, I got this. What the fuck you guys looking at? Oh, God. <laughs> Everybody playing their nuke buttons at the same time. <laughs> oh,
1: And I was going to do an impression, but it's like, that's not funny anymore.
0: Oh, God. It's kind of depressing. Dude, we're going to have to call him President
2: Trump so But...
1: Uh, <laughs>
0: oh my god I, I Oh My countries I'm going to flee to I narrowed it down to three So here, Number one The easiest Number one and the easiest Of course is Canada just Don't throw away That would be like The inexpensive route Or The most inexpensive route Out of the three countries I got it narrowed down to If I decide to get Really really serious About getting a job In the game industry Japan <laughs> And If I decide to give up On video game industry And just live out my days Quietly as a chef Italy
1: Right and I feel like <laughs> I feel like there's a very large the degree of difficulty leap between your number one and your twos and threes there
0: oh awesome. yeah like I mean
1: you could easily <laughs> move to Canada and get the, the the three options that you mentioned there well I, there's a reason like, why. I'm, like a... I'm sure there's culinary stuff in Canada I'm sure there's a lot of developers in Canada you can go to Montreal and work for yeah, IDAs okay. or, or Square Unique or, or Ubisoft
0: that's fair but that's is that, isn't that that it though at that point I, I'd have to do research that's not fair but you know there's a reason why Canada's number one I mean,
1: <laughs> I mean are you really good move to fucking japan and learn japanese
0: hey dakota was a was well apparently well, if you get hired to the right place they'll just give you a fucking translator Though so at the same time well he was i don't was think
1: they're gonna do that for a qa guy malcolm what's that i don't think they're gonna do that for a lowly qa person
0: yeah, probably
2: not <laughs>
1: But
0: anyway, the, the, I'm just saying those were the three I got narrowed down into. It like, like uh, no, with uh with uh, Mr. Mer- with uh, Dakota, he was able. That was like his first job. Was this? I mean, so he yeah. was like, yeah, I sort of stumbled on it. <laughs>
2: if
0: if he's able to find something, I might be able to find something. That that's all I'm saying. But okay, so Canada one, Italy two, then and uh, Japan number three. But we'll see. probably it's probably anyway. You ready to talk about games, Joe? some more?
1: Australia seems dope. What's that? Australia seems nice.
0: Australia is fucking Mordor. I am never stepping foot. (laughs) Come on! It's like they—they they showed. Have you have you ever seen a clockwork spider?
1: Gonna get in get in there with those big ass spiders that are like as big as your fucking dog.
0: No, yeah, I'm gonna get the fuck out. And when it comes to those <laughs> fucking spiders, like they got spiders the fucking size of a broom head for Christ's sakes! I ain't going near that country. They, that country, like you, all the <laughs> things that are, in, are like, in like like my God, speed speed to, to all the people who like like must walk, must walk forward, around with swords swords. All the freaking monsters, monsters. <laughs> i i know no. uh, if there is one country i'm not moving to and uh, just to make it clear it's no disrespect to the people of australia but i'm a timid little white guy who's a, who gets scared easy of big freaking creatures such as flying foxes and of course spiders that may as well be face huggers at this point let's not, <laughs> let's all be serious here like they say you ingest one spider like i don't know how many spiders over the course of a year here i can only imagine eating one of those freaking clockwork spiders <laughs>
2: uh
0: you you can die from spiders i'm sure you were you know, like <laughs> you have fun like riding your dire wolf to work or whatever the heck they have over there <laughs> game of thrones reference all right folks me and joe played some games since we last chatted so let's head over to the chat All right, and we're back. So, we're going to. I'll figure out how to start off this week or this month with uh, what games I've played eight since we've been gone. Uh, starting off with the minor one first. I played a mobile game called DC Legends. Uh, have you heard about this one, Joe?
1: Can't say that I have.
0: All right. Well, it came out extremely recently. In fact, I think it came out like this week. So, essentially, it's a uh, tap fighter, for lack of a better term. It's basically an RPG. You, you assemble a squad of DC characters, and uh, you fight against another squad of uh, villains, which in this one, like, it's both a mix of the Manhunters and the Darkest Night uh, enemies. Basically teaming up, and you have to use the DC characters to take them out. And, uh, you know, you just take, you guys each take turns. Like, right now, my main squad is Wonder Woman, Batman, Deadshot, and uh, Sinestro, which is an interesting group right there. (laughs) I mean, it's fun. If you play, the, the actual game itself is pretty fun, though I will admit this is they, they make really terrible attempts to try to get you to spend money like a lot of it and, well obviously oh yeah oh yeah but it, it's all over the place and uh angry joe not you joe the other joe uh <laughs> made a fun video uh, about about the uh, in-store purchases you know basically like right now if you were to go there like hey get mo- you get dead shot from the movie because there's varying degrees of the characters you can actually level them up from like one star two star three star like my uh dead shot right now is three stars but I'm guessing if you level him up all the way to uh, five, he looks like he does in the movie for whatever the reason. Don't like that design of Deadshot. Gotta gotta admit. But anyway, <laughs> hey. So it says, yeah, five bucks and he's yours. And sure. So Joe, he didn't want to do it, but someone donated five bucks to him to do it. So he's like, all right, well, it's this guy's money. So he spends it and he gets like uh, the Deadshot token. And then it tells him, great work. You've got ten. You just need forty more to unlock Deadshot. <laughs> And, the and that's 25 bucks right there oh, Jesus. <laughs> for one character so uh, no don't don't <laughs> don't spend money on this game at all but uh if you just like play through it normally like i've been having an entertaining time just like going through uh, the chapters and whatnot and leveling the characters that i have even but they will put temptation out there like hey bane two bucks and i'm like hey don't trust you so um it's so yeah uh it, it's all right but Uh, just a warning, it's gonna make really lame attempts to try to get you to spend money. Uh, Other than that, it's fun leveling up the characters, figuring out strategic ways to use each character to get the most out of them, but, you know, it's pretty, it's you know, it's alright, but I wouldn't say, like, get, I wouldn't say as a DC guy, it's great, but uh, there are better DC experiences out there, obviously. So, it's a middle, not a middle finger, but you know, a thumb sideways on this one. Now, Joe, the next game I played was a game that i've been anticipating <laughs> for a long time almost actually i think a little over a year if I'm that mistake but uh t- rise of the tomb raider
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> don't, don't say okay lucky like <laughs> yeah god damn it <laughs>
2: uh
0: i've been really anticipating this one uh going into the game the first thing uh okay get, i was trying to get the old tomb raider out of my head because i know i'm going to make that comparison and i will eventually in this uh in this whole thing and it's not really fair mainly because you know the, the first one it was such a fresh and cool idea to re, you know, basically reboot Laura Croft. Uh, they did tremendous thing with stories and whatnot, but that whole, the whole, the one down note, as far as that whole, as the reboot goes, you can only take that approach once before it's like, okay, now what else do you got? And which was right as the Tomb Raider. And, uh, for the most part, I had a really, really fun time. Uh, even though it's mainly snow uh, that you're in until you finally get into some areas that are much warmer. Uh, i enjoyed the locales it's not open world as you know but it's like the areas are big enough that it kind of feels that way but i enjoyed uh, interacting with the environment i think they took some uh interesting ways of like upgrading laura like in this one she learns languages now and uh, you use that to decipher murals which are or decipher what more what like obelisks yeah and uh, you use them to find like uh, extra items around the world there are documents and relics to uncover throughout the game him, and uh, the much more much more animals which I both love and hated the animals like uh, for instance the bear in my opinion is the best enemy in the whole game <laughs> like oh man I struggled against that bear. Uh, my mother-in-law by the way was in the other room while I was watching TV one day and uh, she never plays games but she, she played through Rise of the Tomb Raider which was actually pretty cool and uh, she got to that bear and no joke she s- tried to kill that bear for over an hour she was just stuck relentlessly. Like, I was hearing the bear roar in the background for an hour, and her die, die, die. And uh, finally, I got sick of it, and I, said, and I came out there, and I just watched her for a bit, because I'm trying not, try not to be a backst- backseat gamer. Uh, and she, I was just wa- and watching her, and she's like, I don't think we we're going to make it past us. And I'm like, would you like me to try?
2: <laughs>
0: and she's like, yes, absolutely, go for it. Uh, another thing I will say, that they introduced this thing called Poison Arrows, which essentially are is like gases an entire large area of the screen and once you figure once you get that which you get like very early in the game uh you you pretty much got all you need in my opinion (laughs) (laughs) that gas arrow is the greatest weapon ever made almost to a point where it's a little overpowered because i would take out like droves of enemies just like sneaking up on them shooting a poison arrow and down uh and with that bear now that bear is tough joe he takes a few poison arrows (laughs) to finally go down basically it's gas him and then while he's roaring all pissed off you shoot him as many times with an arrow then you just wash rinse repeat and uh it was kind of cool because she was like how do you get the camera to move as you move and i'm like well you gotta do this on the controller it's like wow i'm actually teaching someone to play a game Name. to be fair yeah and not to make because not to make her sound like a total novice she played uh the first tomb raider what, before she played this game and uh, a little thing i forgot about that first game it has voice controls like she would constantly say gun or switch and we were <laughs> at first like my wife was teasing her it was like okay it doesn't work like that and it turns out it does work like that <laughs> <laughs> You're like, "Huh, okay, we're we're dumb, all right." <laughs> but anyway back to it Uh, the story of the the game the story is still pretty cool basically it's uh, Laura's quest to redeem her father's uh, family name because you find out and this is not really a spoiler you find this out in like the opening five minutes of the game that uh, there was like this one relic that he was trying to get that no one believed actually existed and he sort of like flushed his name down the toilet pursuing it and now Laura Croft who had just uh, it's been a few years since uh, the whole incident with the first game has thinks that she found it and she's off to get it and during the course of the game and I'm trying to be as unspoilery as possible because granted the game's been out a year but at the same time it's only been out for like a month on ps4 um, and while she's hunting for it she encounters like many many uh, people and organizations and in our quest to do it and it was kind of a interesting tale as it uh, continues with the story of Laura croft where uh, adventures aren't fun like I made this example earlier in the game where like a lot of people people compare it to an uncharted for the obvious reasons and one of the big differences with that is uncharted while that's a yay we get to go on adventure it's like a fun family thing you know like a a family movie i would (laughs) compare it to like national treasure which i think borrows a lot from uncharted while laura croft she doesn't like go on adventure see she survives an adventure like it is it can kind of suck like in the opening five minutes you're swimming through this pool of dead bodies He's, i don't know if you remember that part in syria but yeah oh god i'm sorry <laughs> it's like okay going right for the jugular all right uh <laughs> the gameplay was pretty fun uh it has a lot of upgrades which i could kind of argue you don't necessarily need all of them like as soon as i got the poison arrow you know i would get like a different type of arrow throughout the game but i really just went back to that poison arrow because that was my style of play uh, i also feel like it has a greater emphasis on uh on uh, stealth than it did in the previous game like in the previous game i remember like using that bow and arrow and taking out enemy after enemy after enemy. Uh, this game, I didn't really touch it that much. I, I stuck mainly with sniper rifles and sneaking up on enemies, killing them, and hiding again, which was I th- which was fine with me. I enjoyed it, but uh, but then again, I would also find out my wife, who had been playing the same game, had a completely different style of game gameplay as well. So I think that's also a credit to the game because you can just you just find what you would like to use and you can just stick with it and you can get through the game. Uh, the enemies and uh like the wildlife very interesting like i said it's some of the wildlife i like some i didn't the bear was really cool but at the same time good luck shooting a rabbit because those things they never <laughs> stop moving the same thing with the deer like a lot of them were real pains to, in order to get but once you like figure out the rat, right strategy for lack of a better term uh enemies are pretty much as as i remember them from the first game, game uh, though i had some qualms about the final enemies of the game as that but you know, once again i can't get into it but uh they play played well enough. Uh, the story was uh, overall, re- I thought, overall satisfying, and I enjoyed it. And uh, the many extras you get, such as the Bobby Yaga DLC, which is already built into the game, as well as uh, the Croft Manor DLCs that they add on, I thought were really well done. They give you some extra story and background on the Croft family, which uh, is definitely needed at this point in the series, especially with rumors of Shadow of Tomb Raider coming out soon. And uh, overall, I I really enjoyed it. Uh, would I, I say it was superior to the first game? Mm, not necessarily. It felt like there were more stakes in that one, and uh, I I actually used uh, pretty much a little bit of everything in order to beat the game. I mean, like my wife was con- was telling me how she never used the shotgun outside of that one part where it said use the shotgun, but and while she just focused on other things in order to do it. But I I, I don't know whether to chalk that up to you know the game giving you freedom or just not making the weapons as cool as uh as they were Do you have uh much memory on playing this one
1: joe yeah i mean i enjoyed all the open or not necessarily i mean like you said it's not an open world game like strictly but like i enjoyed the more open areas uh finding all the <clears throat> all the all the tombs and the little hidden uh some of them are, are like outright titan tombs and other ones are kind of just like little puzzle rooms or whatever if i remember correctly um the and, puzzles i really enjoyed the or
0: the actual tombs i should say were actually really well
1: done yeah and uh Yeah, like I, I enjoyed fighting the bears a lot too. You know, like the first time, like I I ended up getting murdered pretty good. But oh yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> but once you, you get the hang of it, it's, it's, it's pretty satisfying to take those, those big bastards down. Uh, like like fighting a wolf was those are annoying. Oh god, the wolves! <laughs> I forgot about the wolves. <laughs> the damn wolves are annoying. Um, but yeah, like overall, uh, like I'm not gonna like I don't actually remember so much like much of what happened in terms of story. Uh, but but uh, you know, gameplay wise, I, I thought it was it was a really great time. Uh, the wolf, going back to the wolves. Like
0: uh, whenever an enemy comes near you, the music starts. It, it's very interesting, actually. So it starts to get really dramatic you hear like dun 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 dun
2: dun, 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 dun.
0: <laughs> and as the enemies get closer and closer like suddenly you hear like violins in the background or like more instruments and it gets louder and louder and that it, it freaked me out a few times like i would just stop what i'm doing just look around okay what the fuck is coming <laughs> <laughs> and yeah the wolves because you know they attack in packs and uh, I made the mistake of trying to melee them. Not a good move. And uh, they and they were actually pretty strategic, I remember. Like, they would attack... Like, the first time I met a wolf, it attacked me out just outside of the cave where they tend to ma- make homes. And uh, if I took out too many of them, they would retreat to the cave where they would basically wait for me to make the first move. And then, like, since they knew the cave better, attack me. It was actually pretty cool. Uh, I enjoyed it. The game itself, I enjoyed it overall. The music, like I was just saying, is was also really good it had very fun cinematic moments that made the whole thing dramatic I thought it continued the trend of making Laura croft look really strong in that she was she overcomes quite a bit like both physically and emotionally in this one and uh, I I thought it did a very good job on that uh, there's little nitpicks I have here and there such as the final fight and uh, the reveal of the final type of enemy at the end but aside from that I, I thought it was a very solid game uh, if you enjoyed Tomb Raider the especially the, fir- the the last one. This is definitely a worthy addition to continue the story. Uh, it does kind of cl- leave off on a cliffhanger, but, you know, with the announcement of the next game around the corner, I was cool with that. So, uh, yeah, I actually really enjoyed it and, and highly recommend it. Cool. Uh, do you cool. Have, any, have any other questions on me on this one? or
1: uh, No.
0: And uh, as of right now, and Joe, you mm-hmm. thought I wasn't going to do it, but I did it. I, uh, I did purchase Call of Duty Infinite Warfare.
1: Oh, look at that. Yeah.
0: And I, I remember you saying, oh, you should get this. You, know, you can get the Legacy Edition get two games. I'm like, oh, that's good. I'll try that if I get money. It's like, oh, you're not gonna get it. And sure shit, I did get it. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I was still playing Tomb Raider, so I di- haven't got a chance to delve into uh, Modern Warfare Remastered, though that's gonna happen. Uh, I've had a chance to play the first couple of levels of Infinite Warfare, which you know, I'll be honest, ever since uh, I saw the uh, gameplay uh, demo that they did at E3, I've been actually like really curious to play this one out and as uh I'll, as i've said i i don't play much call of duty i think i beat one of them but for the most part i only pay, play them in bits and pieces i typically i was never really a part of the huge craze which i don't know is still ongoing but uh you know it was i generally stayed away with it but considering this time it's like in space and you're like more or less fighting a uh an invasion i was kind of it, or like okay you got me now <laughs> I'm not in Iraq shooting people which gets kind of depressing after a number of games so yeah all right I'll go into space and apparently fight Jon snow which yeah <laughs> which uh, like all the actors in this are actually really well done I like I'm actually starting to understand and uh, what the hubbub is about with these games because uh, the you know the action is intense you're seeing all, all these bullets are going around explosions going like playing that one of the first parts of the game and you see like a freaking spacecraft crash into the ocean which causes like this nigh tidal wave to like go into the streets uh on top of that they also add uh freaking spaceship battles which i appreciate because those are cool the controls take some getting used to and it's a little frustrating only only in that uh you play play on a spaceship here then you play on foot for a bit then you play it again so it's remembering the tr- controls can be bothersome but uh, if you really want want to perfect it, you can always go back. Uh, you can There's like a mission select and you can go back to a previous mission and play on the starship some more. Um, but yeah, so far I'm really digging it. Uh, I, lo- I like the beginning, which you know, it, this is the very beginning of the game, which it, it sort of, I, I felt like it made fun of like previous, uh, previous shooters before it in the joke that, you know, like, you're not going to be a one-man army and take everyone out by yourselves. So you're going to need everyone else on your side hey so yeah but essentially you're running with an entire army it feels like even though it's mainly the people that you play with uh, on the in the story mode and i enjoy the action i enjoy the guns like there's like like different guns hidden throughout the game that have like hidden abilities and whatnot and you can actually like pick them up and scan them and if you scan them then you can then they're pretty much in your uh, ship so you can like choose them right at the start of a mission or what have you even though you're probably gonna burn like go through several types of guns during the course of the game and uh, so far I'm actually really enjoying it the only uh, thing I could say you know negatively about it is that in playing it you know there's so much stuff going on in the game it actually did give me uh, headaches that I would have okay gonna <laughs> stop for a bit <laughs> But uh, other than that I enjoy it uh, if it I'm curious to see how the story plays out so it's more or less got me
1: yeah I've actually been playing uh, a lot of infinite warfare uh, as well although my PlayStation Plus subscription has run out so I can't speak as to the multiplayer player of the game just yet until i renew that oh dear uh but uh yeah like the it is it is definitely a very different approach to uh, a call of duty campaign uh one in that you know you've got that kind of like galaxy well not galaxy map but like a uh, system map like galaxy is a little too far-reaching but the solar system yeah uh, okay you you, you you can kind of travel bounce around the solar system to to take on different missions in any order that you like really like there's the one main, like you, you can follow the mainline mission path uh but you can also just kind of uh kind of veer off and, and kind of like basically kind of do your best to like cripple this invading army by 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 taking out like their top lieutenants, basically, uh, like your ship, your your room on the on your ship has like a board, a most wanted board. It's like these are are basically the top, highest ranking officers uh, in in the the F army, the SDF army uh, that are invading, basically. And uh, yeah, as you take them out, it, you can just kind of take them out as you please uh, before going out with the main story, which is pretty neat. Um, like some of the missions are like shorter. It's like oh, just go into this, like just go, take your speak yourself onto this uh destroyer and take out like the these four lieutenants while they're all meeting uh, in secret, and then it's like, Oh, whoops, he took out four at a time, and no one even knew. Uh, or, like, there's some that are just like that are spaceship only, where you're fighting in like in space with your little, <laughs> with your little, uh, whatever these, whatever they call jackals, yeah. uh, that are entirely basically dogfighting, fighting, which is really fucking weird for a Call of Duty game because there's never been any kind of dog fighting at all in any of them beforehand, uh, and suddenly they've become a major part of uh, Infinite Warfare.
0: Yeah, you can't really have a, a space war game without freaking x-wing or whatever jackal fighting <laughs> how did you enjoy it uh did it take some getting used to or once you got used to the controls how,
2: how did you feel about
1: it i really wish the controls were more responsive it, it feels super sluggish mm. uh, even even as you upgrade you know like your thrusters or whatever or or, get, or find yourself in a more agile ship in one mission uh it still feels super sluggish and like if an enemy locks on to you like it feels like impossible to fucking break uh from their lock on unless you weave through an asteroid field or something yeah uh,
0: I've just been like using the flares uh to get out of those
2: situations.
1: Yeah, so I mean the dog fighting like it's a great idea and I love it the idea in con- in kind of like in theory but like in the execution I feel um this isn't up to snuff I don't feel. Um and yeah like the story like like it like the story overall like so far feels a little meh. Um, but mostly I'm just kind of in it to, to kind of see where where uh, what kind of like gameplay uh, elements are introduced for now.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of curious how our reviews of it are going to differ cuz uh it sounds like you're used to Call of Duty while this one is sort of like my, the first one I'm going to sit down and actually play all the way through. So, but yeah, you know, I like the I definitely like the idea of it and the visuals. I do agree with you absolutely on the jackal fights that it fe- it's, it feels weird here to like moving around and whatnot. I do appreciate that you can just hover in place instead of just constantly moving like you typically can but there have been a few times that I forgot that I could move (laughs) (laughs) you're
1: just hovering in one spot
0: (laughs) yeah I'm just like taking him out so I'm like oh shit that's right left stick <laughs> Off I go. Uh, I haven't had a chance to try any of the uh, what are they side missions? Would you call them that? Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, the side. Like I like the idea of, of it being not a completely linear thing where you can kind of go at your own pace. Like okay, I want to do this for a little while because you know on top of you know taking out the these, these high ranking officers, you also earn upgrades by, by completing side missions as well. So uh, it behooves you to to kind of at least do a few missions to to get some upgrades for your jackal or for your or for your armor base basically so you can carry more like equipment or or you know get better damaging uh grenades and whatnot
0: what, what do you think of uh the weapons in this game
1: uh the weapons are cool um i like that yeah I, I do like a lot of the weapons i like you know the energy weapons are kind of fun even though they're basically ineffective against regular humans uh but yeah like i i like using the shock grenades i think those are cool i like the little secret grenades secret uh,
0: grenades are, are some <laughs> of my favorite the, the only problem i've had with some of the grenades with the exception of the shock which are nice enough to just explode. As soon as they hit the ground like, <laughs> like you throw a grenade And at least when I do it It feels like anyone, everyone's like oh shit And they run away and I only end up killing like one guy
1: I gotta cook them man mm. Gotta hold that button and, and and let it go at the last second Oh is that what you do? Yeah you hold it and just and time it so that it explodes Basically as soon as it reaches its target Because if you just chuck it immediately Yeah it gives them fucking four seconds to run away basically Okay
0: uh, that is an aspect I'm not used to Because mm. you know every other game You just press the button and off goes the grenade i didn't know you have to cook it
1: yeah it's like okay it, baby
0: how long do you have to I, well, no, well i mean
1: you obviously you can only hold it for so long don't just fucking hold the button and let it explode in your hand <laughs> <laughs> but typically i, I like because as uh as you hold it, it the, there's a little circle that fills up in four quadrants mm-hmm. uh usually i'd let it fill up at least one quadrant if it's like a, a far-off enemy but if if it's somebody like you know 15 or 20 feet in front of me i like i'll let that thing fill up three quarters of the way and then chuck it nice nice
0: all right i'll remi- thank you for that tip i honestly i didn't know
1: <laughs> i didn't know that was a tip that needed to be given to anybody
0: like there's so many tutorials in this game. <laughs> but, uh, anyway yeah uh, i didn't know i was <laughs> I'm not used to these real war games that I I say this about the spaceship game, but
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> all right, I'll remember that. Uh, I've been enjoying, I've been actually enjoying keeping an eye out for weapons and what have you. Like I just found this rifle. It was in the side of the ship, uh, one of the very early ships. I, it was one run by uh, Connor McGregor, but mm-hmm. uh, it, like it's when like it starts giving you the two minute timer to get out of it. As I'm running along the corridor, I notice that there's a door that I can hack in too so i hack into it and inside is a freaking is an upgrade station as well as these lockers with all these guns and one of them i thought what i thought was pretty cool it's a st- it's a rifle but it can actually snap off into two small guns yeah. that you can like double shoot people with and they're like oh fucking a.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah like there's a sniper rifle that acts you know they, they shoot the one powerful bullet for for sniping but then you hold the triangle button and it switches into a, basically a, a, a regular assault rifle that fires you know three shot bursts or whatever
0: That's Nice to see Bloodborne affecting the video game landscape like that. Like, oh, weapons that transform—that's awesome. <laughs> yep, that's entirely where that's from.
1: Yeah, right. that's 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 where that came from for sure.
0: <laughs> Positive. All right, now, so yeah, i am curious. cur—I'm looking forward to playing the rest of it once this blasted migraine I have uh, subsides, because I'm not going in with a headache on this game. But uh, <laughs> I've been—I'm enjoying it. I think Ethan looks like an interesting character. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I love that game. <laughs> so,
1: Yeah, like it's it, it, interesting too. It's like obviously with the with the whole sci-fi aspect that's like oh like like here's just a straight up robot robot ass robot <laughs> um robot. That, that that's part of your crew it's like like oh yeah weird you can play as a robot in multiplayer it's like it's weird
0: <laughs> yeah i think i like multiplayer like the robots are actually classes like there are fast yeah. ones there yeah yeah and uh, the environment tricks that i also enjoy like uh one of the levels you're like at, i believe it's an airport or something like that and uh while you're in a dogfight you can shoot the glass behind the enemies which cause yes. causes them to be vacuumed out before uh, the shield comes down to like plug up the hole. Which like okay, that's, right. that's pretty cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, like that's it, yeah, like it, it's it's great. It's great. Um, kind of like out if you're being overwhelmed by enemies. You know, it's like oh shit, there's too many of them. And then you see a big ass window right behind them. And we're like ah, maybe not. That's <laughs> not so bad after all.
0: Uh, but yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. Can't wait to play it more. Uh, unless uh, you're telling me that it's gonna, from the, when I hear side mission, it makes me think it's going to be a lot longer than I thought it was. But uh, hopefully, I'll have it beat before for the 29th which, <laughs> once that day comes joe with the exception of one other game of course all of the other video games cease to exist for me for a
1: little while but... <laughs> yeah i'm actually not uh i'm not sure how long the game is gonna be like i have no real like it's hard for me to gauge where i'm at ex- exactly in terms of like story completion because usually like like you know call of duty games are are much more linear it's 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 usually literally mission to mission you know one right after the other and it and usually don't in about eight hours um yeah with all the hopping around it's hard to kind of gauge where i'm at yeah, with you, this
0: one typically if you sit down you could just have those things wrapped up in like a weekend or something like that yeah, yeah.
1: um yeah i'm not sure um but i mean the set missions aren't are nearly as substantial as like the main missions. um like a couple of them were done in like 10 or 15 minutes especially like the dog fighting ones.
0: all right joe so and it's
1: great the game looks great too
0: oh god yes
1: like even just then uh, i mean now that the ps4 pro is out uh even on my fucking uh even on my amish level fucking regular ps4 uh, looks am- real good okay amish come on man <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what am I, pilgrim come on <laughs> just
0: Amish level pro <laughs> <laughs> The game, the system's powered by hey. Uh, uh,
2: <laughs> did you get a pro, by the way? No, I
0: don't have any. because <laughs> oh, You're the one with the whole HDR setup, so this, this, you're the demographic the pro's
1: for. Yes, uh, yeah, but I didn't have enough money left over for, for a pro. Um, I'm still contemplating whether I should sell my, my uh, 20th anniversary console. Mm. See,
0: that's rough. Like My white, the Destiny white console that I got uh, a while ago for the second room, that is absolutely getting traded towards a ps pro once i have to <laughs> have the means but yeah you have like history it feels like yeah you have like the hardest to get console ever like don't get me wrong you could probably get like three pros with that kind of what, <laughs> what you'll get for it but at the same time it feels like a shame to let it go
1: yeah it does but ultimately oh. things are just things right
0: yeah right. oh by the way it, and small spoiler it's been uh been a few days since the first part of the show <laughs>
1: come on man <laughs> let uh, you, we had a, like that.
0: I... (laughs) Uh, that's what i do i'm truthful joe i'm sorry <laughs> uh how's the probe been selling at your store
1: um not really sure because i've i've only worked I, the day it came out on thursday i was i spent my entire shift uh basically in the dungeon that is our warehouse two floors beneath the store <laughs> oh uh, god <laughs> <laughs> so I, I spent like six out of the eight hours down there so i didn't really see and uh i didn't work yesterday but we've got a pretty healthy stock when i, I went in this morning and our stock is pretty good in there well, we've got yeah we've got like four of those motherfuckers
0: and see i don't know if that's just sony being prepared and sending you a good supply or if nobody's uh bought any or maybe people have been buying them and they just kept you well stocked because you know yeah. so- sony is not like with nintendo with their blasted mini nes that
1: they <laughs> yeah i didn't i didn't look up the the transaction transaction history first or so i don't know how many we've actually sold since uh thursday but i can definitely confirm that our fucking nes is fucking flew off the shelf immediately
0: yeah what did you get like three no
1: we got got 48 of them really yeah we got 48 which is a ton more than from what i gathered at other stores See,
0: now you see where okay
1: all right but i mean like i didn't work yesterday like i said which was the launch day for it um but i asked but speaking to to one of my coworkers uh who who was there when the store opened yesterday there people were lining up there were like 50 people lined up in front of our store by the time by the time we opened and within half an hour they were all gone uh which is crazy because i mean our store is smack dab like in downtown chicago it's in the it's on the first and second floor of the John Hancock building, uh, which is a fun location, but we're not like we don't do like midnight launches or things like that just because you know the building doesn't allow us to do that. But like it's not really a place like it's not really where people go for like hard to-, to find stuff. Like even like amiibos kind of are like the closest thing where people will start lining up, but like that's really it. Like no one lines up for stuff uh, in front of our store. Uh, so I was surprised to see fucking <laughs> that 50 people were lined up for this fucking thing uh, in front of our store.
0: Damn, because like yeah, it's been about as easy to find find one of those is it's been easy to find a wii back in the day and I, I didn't know if it was just because they were doing the the whole standard thing that they did with the wii where they would give you like three and that was your shipment for that month i mean <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know i i mean i looked at looking into our our distribution or whatever um like we, like our distribution center has zero of those fucking little consoles uh so and so we have no fucking idea when we'll get more um uh, as opposed to the ps4 pro where we've got 50 in our store or whatever and then i it's like, oh, our distribution center has almost 900 more. Okay. <laughs> we'll be, we'll have plenty of these to go around uh, for the holiday for sure. Whereas right. I have no fucking idea when we'll see more of those little mini NESs. Yeah, I'll have to keep an
0: eye out for one of those. Because right now they're selling for like $4,000 on eBay.
1: Like That's man. that's crazy.
0: That is crazy. Like,
1: <laughs> like I thought, like I saw that we got so many of those. I was like, oh, maybe I'll grab one. And then I saw like the day, like the night before and saw that, the, like, oh yeah, pre-orders on eBay, three, like 500 Dollars, I was like, oh, I'll definitely fucking try to grab one. Uh, but I wasn't going to go into work on my Doff day to do it. <laughs> so I was like, like, yeah, we have a, we have a, almost 50 of them. Well, I'm sure I'll be fine. No, <laughs> nah, 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 bro. It's a shame. Like Amazon typically will
0: let me like do a pre-order, but even then they were like, nope. <laughs> we'll oh let... yeah,
1: Best Buy. Uh, like you, you know, like anything that a store has in stock, you can order for for uh onla- or in-store pickup online. Um, but Best Buy company wide was like, no, no, no in-store pickup <laughs> and, and the NES is like, yeah, fuck. Uh,
0: man. Uh, anyway so th- that's what i played uh, since last time uh, what what have you been up to joe
1: um well besides uh call of duty uh well i mean besides infinite warfare i, I played a little bit of modern warfare remastered uh on top of that because i pre-ordered the legacy edition so i was able to get my my copy that early uh, 30 days early thanks to the uh, playstation's little promotion or whatever um so i played a little bit of that leading up to the launch of uh infinite warfare and yeah that's a really fucking nice looking version of that game like that game um I still mean, still Like I still love Uh Captain Price He's He's been a fan favorite for, Since uh Launching the game For For good reason Cause that dude's Just straight up badass Um And he's got some, He's got one of the best Mustaches Uh In gaming Second maybe only To a certain plumber But uh But yeah Like uh Like that game runs Super smooth Uh I mean obviously There's no reason not to You put that thing You put a nine year old Game on a PS4 It should be able to run Uh well And it does Um uh, Nice clean 60 frames Uh Never seemed to dip Even in, in uh busier moments and so yeah like I'm looking forward to, to finishing that up at some point because I still do love that game it's it feels a little it feels slightly dated in terms of gameplay just because you know you're playing you go from Infinite Warfare with it's fucking boosting jetpacks and wall running and shit uh, and then all of a sudden you're you're kind of crawling through a fucking field or whatever and it's like you're like alright okay it's fine um, but it's fine it's good nice work Um, see what else did I do I I finished up Gears of War 4 oh
0: how, how was that
1: that game is fucking cool man <laughs> that game is so much fun um, like, I played a lot of it, co-op, like, I played some of it, uh, solo, but I played a lot of it co-op with my friend, uh, partially online, partially, like, on the couch, uh, but we both got through most of the game together, and, uh, like, that's, a, like, that's just a cool co-op game to play, like, it always has been, uh, the only shame with the co-op in Gears 4 is that it went down from, from four players to two, um, which oh. is weird, because you play 90% of that game with four people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was about
0: to say, didn't they use four people in that demo they did at ETH? Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, most of, most of that... Through, except for the very end of that game, for that, except for that last, admittedly glorious fucking end sequence, <laughs> um, uh, you spend mo- the, almost the entirety of that game uh, with at least three other uh, people that could presumably be taken control over by by you know a co-op partner, online or, or what have you. But the point is that that game, yeah, like it, like if like it, the story being that it takes place twenty plus years after the end of uh, Gears of War three, which again, like I said before, when I had just started playing it, like it, Gears of War three ended pretty definitively. Everywhere. thought you know Marcus takes off the do-rag it's like oh man doesn't get much more over than that (laughs) because he never takes it off over the entirety of free games um so you know you hear about Gears of War 4 it's like well what the fuck else could you do with Gears of War 4 and then they come up with a pretty good reason to to (laughs) like oh all right okay I got this uh and then you meet up with Marcus again he puts on the do-rag again you're like oh shit it's on (laughs) um yeah and you 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 know you meet uh basically I'd say you you meet most of the characters that that you kind of ran with uh uh, as marcus phoenix in that original trilogy and you start running into them all uh, over the course of the story and, and you know those are all cool moments like like uh marcus and marcus is just a cool character like this he's just a fun i don't know about fun but he's just he's the right kind of jaded. not like oh uh, cynical for the sake of cynical like he's a cynical dude because he saw some shit and you were right there with him so you're like all right I, i'll let you be cynical marcus because i know you saw some shit i was there <laughs> behind you <laughs> um and you know like a lot of the enemies seem pretty similar to uh to the enemies in in the original trilogy which is weird because it's like oh i thought we ended all that uh but nope turns out you didn't really end it you what (laughs) it turns out the means that you guys used to to end that war kind of made them into more horrible monsters than before you're like oh fuck (laughs) oh no um and like a lot of the enemies are like a lot of the kind of like the mini bosses that they kind of sprinkle like the mini boss type enemies that they sprinkle throughout are real assholes just real just fucking bullet sponge pieces of shit (laughs) but, but, but once once you beat them uh you know and you see them explode into into a fire like for like in an inex- inexplicably fiery goopy mess like there's a lot of they, they they blow up like as if they just followed a grenade which is weird uh but that is satisfying once you you do that and then the end sequence is great it's fantastic it like i'm i won't, i don't i wouldn't want to spoil it for anyone who's listening and and uh and is actually playing and playing the game but if you because that game like those many bosses start piling up like more and more like in bigger and bigger groups you're like how the fuck do i deal with this as just a regular dude. Uh, or as just a bunch of regular people and then the last like half an hour of that game feels like a like I'm oh, sorry about all that here it's just a fucking <laughs> like the most ridiculous shooting gallery ever and it's so satisfying it's like ha <laughs> fuck you all uh, and yeah that game it kind of just ends the, the story just kind of just you're like oh like there's a, it ends in a pretty big revelation and you're like oh weird like I wonder how everyone's gonna de- oh end credits huh <laughs> like I thought maybe we could at least get an extra 20 minutes to see everyone reacted to that but I guess not like um, when
0: you say big revelation you mean like uh not anything as bad as uh the end of halo 2 per se
1: right <laughs> no no like it's an intriguing you know like that's like it's a good story beat like i i, I think it's a good twist it just kind of leaves it and it's like oh right i forgot that they wanted to relaunch another trilogy so that's the only reason it ends right fucking here and not 20 minutes later mm. um so it's kind of disappointing that but overall I, I thought it was a really great really fun story Oh awesome uh i don't know
0: if, i think we made talked about this already but uh, how do you feel about uh, the report saying that according to microsoft the game sold light
1: yeah i don't know that's that seems weird because from basically every xbox owner that i speak to like they all seem super fucking jazzed about gears 4 and bought gears 4 uh and i I was among them too i was like yeah fucking gears let's get into gears again (laughs) um yeah so like seeing like hearing about you know just seeing what the landscape was anecdotally from from my perspective and then hearing about how you know how well them um, xbox has been selling these last few months on top of that like i felt like Gears four would be a big time super hit you know just kind of financially
0: yeah it, it's really weird because you know the game seems pretty tight it's dope <laughs> yeah. uh, i mean it feels like you know xbox who you feel like uh, you know kind of need all the exclusives they can right now especially with halo 5 being kind of meh uh and this game seemed pretty cool. Cool, and it's selling light, it's, especially with it like like I was like I may have said like with it uh, leading the charge right now as far as console sales, and a lot of those consoles have to come with the uh, freaking Gears of War, I would imagine. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, it does sound like it's a good game. Game, uh, it's, it's like definitely one of the ones that are making me that are making me ah maybe maybe like as far as uh, me purchasing one of the things finally. <laughs> All right, uh, what, so you recommend it full price? Wait for the sale?
1: No, I mean. Yeah, I definitely recommend Gears 4 if you've got an Xbox, Um, especially if you've got people to play online with, uh, either for co-op or for Horde. Always a lot of fun. Gears is back... In a, in, a, in a good way Or is, Which he- is great because like remember Judgment was like just a fucking oh god yeah it, it was just dry boogers on a paper plate <laughs> it's like fucking who cares
0: so would you say the game is nice or would you say like Marcus Phoenix would say nice nice <laughs> never seen a guy so happy to reload his gun <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean I'm, like that active reload uh, system is makes zero sense it's like why would timing your reload make your bullets more powerful but it's so fucking fun <laughs> tell no, it's so satisfying to get it every time You're like, hey, you do go nice
0: so happy <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh these bitches are going to get it now the,
0: the clip went in and everything <laughs> Nice. Oh God. All right. Well, that's awesome. Uh, what else have you played, man?
1: Uh, let's see. I played a couple other games here. Um, a the third episode of Telltale's Batman series, uh released since the last time we recorded, um, played through that, and probably my least favorite episode so far. Oh God damn. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad episode by any means. It's just that it's just that man. There's not much Batmaning, uh, in this one. It's maybe a 15 20 minutes tops out of the two hours. So
0: uh, you're mainly Bruce Wayne on this one.
1: You're mainly Bruce wayne kind of dealing with a lot of the fallout of what happened uh near the end of uh the second episode so it's a lot of just kind of politicking and maneuvering as bruce wayne to kind of get your house back in order uh because as as, as this keeps going along like the, the wayne family name gets dragged through the mud more and more uh like and your family's integrity is just fucking shot <laughs> um on top of like uh on top of uh, this crazy like assassination attempt on on uh harvey dent at the end of uh, episode two uh which can go like he doesn't die but there's an end result that can go one two very different ways uh but yeah like that's just like the, most of uh, episode three is just kind of Bruce Wayne kind of dealing with and kind of fucking maneuvering everything into a way that isn't totally completely 100% fuck for him <laughs> um and yeah like in like I mean there are a lot of great character moments and it. it's just that it just sucks to not be able to do much Batman stuff except for like one like crime scene sequence uh, where you kind of figure out like oh they're gonna poison the city with the train or whatever with the overhead Train. They're going to catch some fucking crazy fucking crop dusters on the train tracks and and poison the city that way. And you figure it out. And it's like, oh, that's all the Batman stuff I get to actually do. (laughs) And um, yeah, I don't know. Um, and yeah the game like, even though it's the best looking out of Telltale's games so far it's it's still like really like buggy and kind of like really just really chugs along in really not great ways no. so <laughs> I mean there's this one part uh, in like in the middle of the episode where it's like well one like it like it's like it's a ridiculous choice it's like why would any human being ever choose to do it go with this approach and like I said fuck it let me see what happens if I go with this approach and the game fucking crashed I was like um okay maybe the game's just <laughs> like maybe it's just uh I don't know maybe it's just a one time thing and I restarted the game made the same crazy choice and then crashed again I was like like is, the, is this choice so crazy that it's actually breaking the game <laughs> or is this game just kind of fun it's like game it's weird too because like no matter what which choice you actually make it ends up the result ends up being the same I think uh, but yeah point is not a great episode I don't think not my favorite really.
0: I would love to control Bruce Wayne like doing giving someone a job interview
1: <laughs> yeah what
0: would you say are your biggest strengths <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Mr. Cobblepot, why should we hire you at the mailroom? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Be like cuz you hired this one, he eventually became the supervillain the Riddler. No. <laughs> Uh, uh, hopefully it'll make up for like maybe the next episode will be like Batman heavy. So. Yeah,
1: maybe. I mean, I would hope so. <laughs> it's kind of in the title, right? <laughs>
0: well, over there would be like an hour-long section where you're doing
1: taxes. <laughs> I think he's got to come for that. Okay. <laughs>
0: you're probably right. Yeah. He is rich, after all. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: if you, uh, do you feel like it uh, did a good job, at least, building towards the overall story,
1: or... Yeah, I think so, because, um, okay. yeah, it takes, take again, like, it take, this is another game that kind of takes a really fucking crazy turn, uh, or at least this episode, rather, uh, takes a pretty wild turn uh, at the very end, where it's like, wait, what? This character? This character? What? This character is the one doing this to me right now. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so I mean, I appreciate what Telltale's doing uh, from a storytelling standpoint. They're taking a lot of chances in terms of like what, like, they're really kind of uh, pulling the rug from underneath what people kind of expect from the characters within a Batman universe.
0: Skull Duggar makes his big return to DC Universe.
1: <laughs> the ele- <laughs> the Electrocutioner or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the Electrocutioner. Whoever. The, the <laughs> knocked other.
0: out in one punch and uh, Origins. Right.
1: <laughs> right. I thought
0: play. that was hysterical. I love that.
1: That's so, what a waste.
0: It's the electrocutioner. Come on. He was very, Why is he in there at all? He was in Gotham for Christ's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> that hot ticket,
1: Gotham.
2: <laughs> a stupid game. Uh, I, I,
0: I, the game is fine. Like if, if uh, Arkham Knight is uh, considered part of the family, I think you can consider origin at this point.
1: now. Yeah. I mean, that's not unfair, but it's like, man, yeah. <laughs> what a shitty, but that's like your cousin that needs to paint shit. Part of the family. <laughs>
0: No, I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, it's
1: terrible <laughs> game barely fucking worked for me. On top of being some fucking shit show of a story, it's
0: even worse when you know, like Rocksteady like pretends it doesn't exist. Like, all right, we're gonna give you guys the definitive one, the definitive <laughs> game, Arkham Knight. You can't play it on PC, but we're still gonna sell it. <laughs> <laughs> You know everything that you guys have sort of turned into. You, you guys remember everything you guys have been complaining about and says it's become like a reoccurring thing with all of our games. We're still going to do all of that in Arkham Knight. <laughs> hey, look, it's Joker. I mean, <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs>
0: even though what they did with him, I thought was like really amazing. But still, it's like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> pushing the hell out of triple h right now calm down jeez. all right uh anything else buddy
1: um last game i played i didn't play it all the way through but i did play some uh 100 foot robot golf Uh, oh i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) i haven't Uh, heard
0: great things about that game so i'm curious what your take on it
1: um i appreciate what they're trying to do uh (laughs) like i like what i like where their head's at um but the game is just kind of a little clunky uh game isn't very polished Um, um which i guess shouldn't be a surprise based on the fact that the, their last game was called was uh, roundabout i think it was which is, it was kind of like a uh, really weird like fmv game that kind it of like the main song in
2: it
1: <laughs> where the main selling point was that it was kind of janky and weird uh but like i remember seeing the like when they announced this game at first it's like i mean one I, like i think people who listen to the show regularly know that i'm pretty big into to wacky golf games uh with my love of hot shots golf and whatnot um so uh, like when they announced 100 foot robot golf well what's that game about it's about 100 for robots playing golf oh okay i can get into that um you know a lot of the rope like the robots are <laughs> like it like like a couple of robots play like uh like like you would expect uh, from like a regular golf game where it's like oh one click to start the power meter one click to set it and a third click to like basically set your accuracy or whatever uh there's a couple of robots that play like that but a lot of uh, but uh, but the other robots uh have like weird like kind of like gimmicks or whatever it's like where one uh robot um one robot's Got like like instead of you know doing the, the three click press or whatever, uh you use most triggers or whatever to like rev your engines. Uh and the more and that's how you set your power by depending on how fucking how, how far down you press the triggers or whatever. Uh and that's how you set the power and then you fucking press the, the button to launch the ball basically. Uh you know, goofy shit like that. It's like all right, yeah, that can like that's that kind of stuff is fun. Uh being able to kind of like whoosh around with these giant robots and kind of knock down buildings to, to get in uh in your opponent's way, like that's pretty fun fun too <laughs> um, and the fact that like they they kind of just for leaderboard purposes they, they track how many shots you take or whatever but like it's mostly it's actually the way it actually plays it's it's an actually it's actually a race to who can get the ball into the cup first rather than who can do it in the fewest strokes or whatever like oh i, I take a turn you take a turn like no you're both golfing at the same time uh okay. trying to get, trying to basically race each other to, to the cup or whatever um so that's why you're you know trying to obstruct the golf course with like buildings and shit <laughs> um so all that stuff is fun but like overall the game is just kind of jank uh, I do appreciate the commentary though. The commentary is, is, really funny. Uh, I think it's, uh, commentary is actually done by the McElroy brothers. I don't know. They're, they're, uh, like, I don't know if you listen to a podcast outside of video games and wrestling, Malcolm, uh, <laughs> It's a narrow window, but okay. (laughs) But they're a comedy podcast. There are three actual brothers, uh, two of which who write for Polygon. uh, Griffin and Justin McElroy write for Polygon. And Travis is just their doofus middle brother. Uh, But the three of them provide – like NDL, three of them do a a podcast called My Brother, My Brother, and Me, which I I, I think is super funny and I listen to every week and I think you should too. I will Uh, subscribe to that after the show. (laughs) But yeah, they they do the commentary uh, for the whole game. Which is which was unexpected for me uh like i I fired yeah. it up, and I was like, Wait what? <laughs> Do they try uh, to
0: be serious about it like an actual
1: golf commentator or so they speak in hushed tones, but yes, yes, is what I mean, but they're what things that they're saying are utterly ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> that type of thing. Um, yeah, so all that stuff is fun, but yeah, like overall, the game just is janky and doesn't play super well. <laughs> um, so twenty bucks is pretty steep for that game, I think. Like I, I kind of bought it kind of in good faith because it's like, all right, I like, I like golf, I like this ridiculous concept, and I just got paid yesterday, so fuck it, <laughs> it's twenty bucks for a hundred foot robot golf. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, put that on
1: the back of the box right <laughs> like it's got a campaign too where it's like where uh there's like a robot golf league basically where where the pilots uh <laughs> where the where the pilots all kind of like they're just in a golf league or whatever that's just <laughs> another thing too like that's the, um <laughs> one of the robots is piloted by five dogs <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty great it's like how do these dogs get this giant robot and how do they control it i don't know but it, it, what they one thing is for sure they're pretty good at playing golf <laughs> God damn. <laughs> <laughs> so shit like that. It's like, all right, I appreciate the humor in the game. Um, Twenty bucks is a little steep, but mm. but uh, you can get the game for like I'm sure there'll be a, there'll be a, a sale on the store. Like if you can get it for less than ten bucks,
0: hey, holidays uh, around the corner.
1: Yeah, like I think it's worth it's worth a look at least just for the goofy humor in it. Um, like the campaign is it's uh you know it's all these fucking uh, pilots or whatever that like they kind of moved on from the previous incarnation of this uh, robot golf league or whatever. But uh, one of the hosts of that show like wants to bring back his ring wants to return to his former glory or whatever so he wants to get the gang back together to to restart the league basically um and it's all presented in in this intentionally bad anime (laughs) uh with with bad voice acting and and kind of janky animation but it's fun nice so it's an interesting game it's an interesting game for sure i'm glad it exists
0: (laughs) i just wish it was a little better. but may want to wait till it's like 9.99 yeah
1: Yeah. maybe maybe wait on on a price dip all
0: right well folks thank you for that that does it this week is what i would say if uh we if it weren't for the fact that we actually have mail this week joe so without any further ado let's take it to the mailbag And we're back here. And folks, if you want to be like uh, our two emailers, that's right, two, two emailers, feel free to write in to the show at mailbag at the That's mailbag at the Or if you go check out the firmware update on Facebook, when you f- when you find our page, each, uh, there'll be a button right there at the top to send an email. just click that, and your browser should open up. All right. Starting off with an old friend of mine, a gentleman by the name of Fro from Norway. Fro writes in, Dear Pete has four goods i think he means gods malcolm and joe no not that joe that's an inside joke joe i <laughs> i have some questions for you number one are there any games of the year do you do you regret getting i'm assuming he uh he means uh games of the year any games we regret getting this year this year
1: mm-hmm. uh hmm. I, mean, I don't know like i feel like even games that like weren't as good as i'd hoped um like i'm still glad to have played something like no man's sky or even 100 foot robot golf so it's i find it very hard. Uh, uh, to regret playing any video game lately um i mean one because like i just don't go out to, out of my way to go home and buy and play like outright bad games on purpose you know uh yeah we're we're
0: not quite there yet on the show where we buy like every game that comes out as fun as that would be <laughs> uh let's see trying to think of it uh godzilla came out this year didn't
1: it i i think so
0: yeah that, that game you know you know it's got some novelty to it but i should not have dropped 60 dollars on it <laughs> Uh, I do appreciate what they tried to do but the game isn't anywhere as good as it could have been so I would have to say out of all the games I got that would be like my regret quote unquote as far as spending the extra 40 bucks I would have spent 20 on it Uh, but yeah I'm kind of me and Joe are kind of in the same boat where we're we pretty much uh, we're very careful because you know (laughs) we're broke and uh, (laughs) we only have so much money to go around here so uh, you know like uh, Mafia 3 may have been a regret for me but you know i kept my ear to the ground and as soon as i heard they're not giving out review copies until the game came out i was like "Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-oh held off on that and that might have been a good uh, idea uh i have a feeling it may be on sale somewhere on black friday maybe i could get that for like 25 dollars or 20 hopefully
1: yeah i mean even even some good games are on sale already uh like i think uh i think fucking target had like battlefield one and titanfall 2 for like 35 bucks this week which is not that's
0: nuts like yeah, those games
1: are like three weeks old like two and three weeks old respectively it's like what the fuck
0: <laughs> yeah that's, like i've heard nothing but especially from the staunch defenders but <laughs> titanfall 2 i've heard some good things about even though their campaign is like five hours long huh. and uh battlefield one like people are going nuts about so 35 bucks <laughs> that's crazy for especially for that for those games wow <laughs> but you know there are steps you can take to like uh keep you know make sure you don't get disappointed like uh the number one of the biggest telltale signs like i mentioned before if the if the reviews aren't gonna review copies aren't released until the games come out well, usually that means that the developers knows there's something up with it and is trying to get as many hoping people buy it on launch date and don't wait for reviews to come out even though there are situations where there's not the case such as doom which was a really good game that they did the same thing with um but typically you know find reviewers that you can trust that you like that you feel that you think uh, of games the same way and i would recommend recommend just waiting for them to say something unless it's something like with me with Final Fantasy 15 where I'm going to get that game no matter what yeah,
2: so.
0: <laughs> uh, do you have any tips for people on buying games Joe
1: no no I, I kind of grew with what you said there like um, like it's you definitely want to find people that you, you trust or outlets that you trust uh, to give you um, what you think is a thoughtful review or a, a review that you, you think is of use to you um, it's a little trickier when motherfuckers like Bethesda say hey you're not gonna we're not gonna let that happen uh, ahead of time anyway more which is shitty but mm. um yeah just uh keep your ear to the ground uh i would minimize pre-ordering stuff whenever you can uh just so you can get those reviews uh like it's fun to pre-order stuff to, for games that or franchises that you know you like and whatnot like i'll probably pre-order mass effect for sure but mm. you know otherwise it's like it's just not really worth pre-ordering stuff anymore uh especially since like when's the last time you got anything worth a damn for pre-ordering
0: stuff. yeah it is kind of r- I, mean, I mean the only thing that like when there's an extra game that absolutely like uh the th- what they did with south park where you get st- Stick of truth for free for pre-ordering the game normally that's genius I I like pre-ordered like that day (laughs) (laughs) plus once again it's South Park and I I love the first game so I know I'm going to enjoy the second game so yeah absolutely the cool part is you know with that with that first game that was them like barely putting in any effort now they're putting in effort which makes me really excited anyway question number two from Fro why is the PlayStation Store Europe and PlayStation America different? I think it's mainly due to uh certain games come out at different times for different areas right
1: um that happens less and less for the most part i find uh except for something from like a smaller publisher usually um or something that requires like heavy localization but for the most part i find most games come out around the same time now like maybe a couple days different because you know it's like oh like games typically come out on tuesday in america but they typically typically come out on friday in you know europe or whatever like that's usually the only real difference um yeah i don't know uh
0: i assume also it's language like if you buy a game from the PlayStation store in Japan, it's going to probably come out in Japanese or at least I think. Uh, another thing to keep in mind is also, as well as games, the, the PlayStation store sells TV shows and movies and those come out at different times in varying areas as well. So that might have something to do with it too. I think it's mainly a matter of timing. Like uh, in the instance, Yakuza came out like a year ago, but we're just going to get it now here. So there are like what Joe said, is absolutely true like i believe final fantasy 15 is a world worldwide release on the 29th but... yeah
1: that's something that wouldn't have happened like even i think i don't think that even happened for final fantasy 13
0: no i don't think i think you're right yeah
1: <laughs> so to, just i mean just a few years makes a pretty big difference
0: right. number three here is there a reason why i should care about drive two yo this is a question right up your alley i'm not huge into driving games drive
1: two yeah what game is drive two mm, i
0: have to check that out now <laughs> isn't there a game called series called Drive.
1: Oh, there's a movie called Drive huh. with Ryan Gosling. Oh, Maybe one. we should pause this and figure this out. All right, hold on, sorry. <laughs> I... We'll
0: stop it right now. All right, our apologies for a, we couldn't find the game uh, you're you're talking about. The, I I looked up Drive Two and I kept getting movies. uh There was a game <laughs> called Driver Two, but that game was like on PlayStation One or Two. One, one yes. So yeah, yeah. If you're sure the that's game? the title, uh, I apologize we couldn't find it. But if uh, you could send us like a link link uh, to the game we'll take it we'll take a look at it and we'll give you an answer next week all right question four and this one i've actually prepared for at least i had up until he asked that question but he says here that he likes uh battleship and he has the game and uh he does hasbro have any more games coming for the playstation
1: well i mean they put out i mean technically transformer games are all hasbro games (laughs) (laughs) That,
0: that's true <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to think I, I think he means board games yeah
1: i think that's so too. but um so i mean i'm not sure does hasbro put out like the, like does hasbro own like parker brothers is that is that why they get to put out those monopoly games
0: yeah so I, I i got it here they've got there's two hasbro family fun packs out one came on october 20th 2015 and that includes monopoly plus risk trivial pursuit and scrabble and then they have another one that came out in October 25th of this year. So I think they do like a October release, like uh, every <laughs> year. It looks like, but this one has six games, including Bat Battleship, Boggle, Trivial Pursuit Live, <laughs> Monopoly Plus, and two forms of Risk. One uh, called Urban Assault, which I assume means that there's rap music in the background. I don't know what that means, but all right. Oh. And so, yeah, there you go. So uh, the the one that <laughs> <Boggle>. what's that <laughs> <I mean> Boggle <laughs> <laughs> Boggle
1: makes me laugh because that uh, one thankful episode mm. <laughs> someone <laughs> where it got your kid's bed that someone gave him boggle <laughs> uh
0: so yeah there you go um the uh, the latest one uh, the one that just came out on october 25th that's six games for 59.99 or you can get the uh year bundle the bundle from a year ago for i believe 39.99 so there you go and number five lots of games are not based on books but what games games do you wish that were based on books you read mm. that's an interesting one i can start off right off the bat with ready player one and that game especially if you can get all those franchises into one game which right off the bat sounds like a complete nightmare but if you can pull that off Uh, i think you'd have like a really amazing and fun game so i like right off the bat i think that would work um you you have any others joe i unfortunately (laughs) don't read that many books
1: i don't read shit either Malcolm. (laughs) uh unfortunately um i mean i guess i appreciate stuff that is based on books like uh you know once upon a time the earliest tom clancy games were based on books like rainbow six uh yeah like most of my book the
0: books i read nowadays are either wrestling biographies which yes.
1: the real heady literature
0: obviously or cookbooks or <laughs> books about learning to cook so, there should be a cooking video game now that i think about it
1: oh man <laughs> uh we, yeah we, we apologize we're kind of useless on this one i mean there are plenty of uh games based on comic books like the scott pilgrim game was a real highlight Ooh, yeah
0: a lot of comic book games are pretty good a
1: lot of I Batman's Arkham series was wildly successful and whatnot.
0: Oh, uh, uh, De- Deadpool was surprisingly good too.
1: Yeah, um, you know, Injustice was a pretty cool game. Oh
0: yeah, and Injustice Two is coming out pretty soon. Yeah, I imagine. I bet.
1: <laughs> Walking Dead, pretty big deal there.
0: Mm-hmm, that's true. So like comic book games, uh, yeah, we're all over that. But uh, let's see, unless they make a uh, biography about the uh, Celtics from that won the title.
1: <laughs> uh, so you mean like NBA Two K Eleven? Okay, there you go.
2: <laughs>
1: um, you know what they should make a game about? Ooh, Lord, sure. of the, Lord of the you Rings. Know... <laughs> Shadows of Mordor. There you go. Let's let's boot up the, those uh, those early EA published Harry Potter games on GameCube and Xbox. Mm. <laughs> those real uh, those real uh, barn burners over there. Oh, uh, you know, you know, a book deserves uh, a video game, Malcolm. What's that? The good book. Where's my Bible? <laughs> Where are my Bible games? I haven't seen any since the NES or since uh, Noah's Ark 3D on and, and, and Super Nintendo. Remember that one? Oh god, yes. <laughs> it was just Doom or Wolfenstein but it, instead of instead of demons and Nazis it was fucking goats for some reason that he shot the slingshot. Alright.
0: Or like, I remember when I was a kid I was given this uh, gigantic comic book and it was called The History of the World and it was basically like uh, the history of the world jumping from the Big Bang thing mm. to uh, the freaking Trojan Roman an empire, Cleopatra, like, all this, except it was just done in comic book form. It was comedic for the most part, but it explained, like, everything in pretty amazing detail, too. And uh, it, it was actually really fun. I wouldn't mind, like, a history game, either. That, that could work out pretty nicely. You know, you know, not God of War, but, you know, something else on the history level.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Some real academic history. Like, now that I think about it, For Honor could be kind of considered a history game
1: sure you remember when those uh those vikings fought those uh shogun
0: i'm talking about the techniques joe not... <laughs> remember that great battle i'm sure the uh the weapons and armor and the the techniques that they use are all true to that culture
1: i'm sure it's very verifiable
0: it's a, pro- it's a shame that uh this this game felt like it should have been the deadliest warrior game that i played forever ago that was complete hot <laughs> yeah.
1: garbage. I forgot about
0: that thing Oh, it's terrible. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's see. WWE 2K16. That's a great uh, hit. game based on the book. Like I apologize, man. I really do. Like a lot of the stuff that uh, I have like perused, so to speak, you're <laughs> like uh, Ready Player One is really the only re- good answer I have for you, unfortunately. And like the rest of it, like I'm mainly listening to biographies and cookbooks. So. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, bro, thank you so much for writing in. I promise the next time you write in, I won't take this long to get to you so but thanks so much for writing in we appreciate that <laughs> now this next one is a fun one as uh, it comes from one of our best good friends on the show RK who's been with us since the beginning as uh, me and him had a fun little exchange uh via text message because uh now little backstory bit database here uh and this is on me because I took it the wrong way like uh, he he had just bought world of Final fantasy and he's <laughs> enjoying the game he really is and uh, he sent me a text message which was to the measure of man this new world of final fantasy is game is so great i don't even care if uh 15 final fantasy 15 comes out anymore <laughs> to which i like pumped the brakes and i'm like whoa dude come on <laughs>
2: Just, <laughs>
0: come on and what he meant to say was he was having so much fun with the game that he's fun that he's f- Having a great time being invested in this, that uh, you know, fifteen. It's not as pressing. He still wants to play, but you know, I, I took I took it the wrong way, thinking he was like, "Oh fuck, Final Fantasy 15
1: <laughs> Here, Malcolm, I'll put my foot down for you. <laughs> fuck Final Fantasy fifteen. How do you feel about that? How does that make you feel? What's that? That fuck Final Fantasy fifteen, Malcolm. How does that make you feel? That made, that enrages me, Joe. <laughs> How
0: dare you? but uh after we figured out who was saying what here we had actually a pretty interesting co- back and forth conversation and he was lamenting the fact that, uh, that uh, unfortunately, the game was probably going to get buried. Because, you know, uh, went by other Square Enix games that were coming out around the same time. Like, uh, for instance, I believe uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider came out, like, what, a week after? Like, okay, World of Final Fantasy, I think, came out a week after Rise of the Tomb Raider. And I'm sorry, but I'm not going to play any, anything other than Rise of the Tomb Raider, the game I've been waiting for for, like, a year now to come out for PS4. And on top of that, like, in less than a month's time from when it's released, Final Fantasy is coming out. So you're either going to – if you only have uh, time for one or money for one or even money for two, like, of those three, where do you think people are going to go to? (laughs) Right. Exactly. And uh, and he writes in asking, uh, should – you know, he – in this back and forth, you know, they bookended with majorly anticipated titles. Us be surprised if Final World of Final Fantasy, which is a game he enjoys, Joe, who sales in the at least hundred k, can that be a topic for the next show? Developers scheduling good games at dumb times and sending them out to die, and uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I thought it would be an interesting, interesting uh, topic to discuss us here because you know that does happen. Like uh, we, we've talked about studios releasing game titles. At the same time as big titles coming out for it. Fortunately, I don't have a list, but why do you think they do that, Joe?
1: Uh, because they're, they're real dumb. They're real, real dumb, yes. <laughs> is why. <laughs> uh, I mean, this shit happens all the time, and it's happening. It's happened for years, really. Like, uh, one of the famous examples that I bring up pretty often on the show is when when they released Beyond Good and Evil. Uh, Ubisoft released Beyond Good and Evil uh, on the same day as Prince of Persia stands of time. Uh, Ubisoft does that a lot. Yeah, or they're like, hey, have. Like here's this one game that you know you guys really want to play and are excited about, and no, here's also this game that we're not sure about, but let's release them on the same day. That'll go well, right? <laughs> ah, yeah, guys, hello. Um, another recent example, uh, you know, besides World of Final Fantasy, um, I guess in the in the AAA shooter space is that EA is doing it to, did it to itself pretty recently, uh, releasing you know Battlefield one uh one week and then Titanfall two the next week. That's right, yes. Which is fucking crazy because you know Titanfall is a great game in its own right and people are enjoying it or enjoying that game a lot as well but it's like well which game are people really going to gravitate to the the, this the long-running established you know franchise that people have enjoyed pretty much every iteration of or this game that's only a sequel to a game that people kind of like fall out of uh like, immediately. It's like, oh, well, probably the first one, huh? <laughs> I, I would
0: also argue that, you know, Square has been actually doing continual disservice to World of Final Fantasy, because one of the main reasons this game wasn't a blip on my radar, if you remember back to that E3 where I lost my mind and they introduced uh, th- that they were making a Final Fantasy VII remake, World of Final Fantasy was the game they revealed first as, mm-hmm. like, a fake-out announcement. Right. And everyone collectively groaned out, Okay, whatever. So it was, like, to me, for the longest time, it was that fake-out game that they released in the beginning, and I never really gave it a second thought, and, you know, Final Fantasy 7 is where my heart is. And, you know, yeah. that's once again an example. They show you this really awesome game that you really, really want, and like, oh, here's a new thing we're working on. But we're gonna focus on this one over <laughs> here, but it's like, come
1: yeah. on, man. <laughs> um, I mean, and, fuck, I mean, that's not even the only time this year that they've done this, or even that month, because fucking Square Enix also released Dragon Quest Builders on a, in a October 2, uh, on the same day as Rise of the Tomb Raider, uh, okay. on the same day as WWE 2K17, uh, on the same day as Gears of War 4. Um, like, I played that demo for Dragon Quest Builders uh, a few weeks before the release of the full game, Like and I liked that game a lot. I was like, holy shit, this game's actually a lot of fun, and, and really fun and funny, uh, and cute, and like, like I want to play this. When's it out? Oh. <laughs> the same day that me and all my friends are going to play and buy Gears of War 4, huh? All right. <laughs> oh, God. Never mind, <laughs> see you never dragon quest builders it was it was, a, it, was a, it was a great dream while we had it. <laughs> and it's a real shame like uh
0: and I understand like sometimes it's accidental like originally the plan for 2015 f- was it was going to come out in September I, I,
1: oh, I mean, or maybe in 2010
0: maybe perhaps or that too but uh, <laughs> anytime within the last 8 years but originally it was supposed to come out the 30th of or the 29th of September before and then you know shit happened and they had to delay it for when they did it's gold now once again but uh they had to delay it <laughs> it's
1: <is> finally happening <laughs> (laughs)
0: It's going to happen, folks. Don't worry. Hey, But they delayed it to this time, which just so happens to be like sandwiching World of Final Fantasy in between these two major games. Uh, So sometimes it's beyond their control. But at the same time, you know, it's still a week away from Rise of the Tomb Raiders. (laughs) they should have it should have been positioned a lot for like heck delay that game or whatever for like even just a month just to give it some breathing room so it can be uh, its own thing but you know when it's sandwiched in between like two big franchises like that you know you're sort of like shooting yourself in the foot yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. and i I wish i could give an arcade give RK a reason why they would do that i mean the closest i have is like oh sometimes shit just it's like wwe storylines where they had a plan of what to do with the Universal title, but then uh, this—the guy they gave it to, Finn Balor—got injured, so they had to rewrite <laughs> in the, the process next... of winning it. Yeah. <laughs> that damn turnbuckle powerbomb by Rollins. But anyway, <laughs> but you know, and they have to like rewrite everything and some, and a lot of time those delays that the games get can cause like instances like this. And I understand they want to get it like out as soon as possible, but I, I wish they would like plan ahead and just be like, okay, we'll give this game a quarter. We'll give this game a quarter and we'll get, you know, or even like give them some breathing room so that people have a chance to like get some paychecks in and have, a greater chance of playing this game but yeah i
1: mean i don't get it it's like uh like it's 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 too bad that that, that this that the game industry is run by very very let's say economically oriented businessmen who like like bottom line is is what matters the most at all times so it's like like yeah if, like we don't like we just want to get like if something is finished we, we want to put it out as soon as fucking possible okay it's like well it doesn't make sense to release it now what if we just hold on to it like it, like we're done with it let's hold on to it maybe we'll we'll see some of that profit back in a few months we've got three other games coming out before then we'll be fine we're square enix <laughs> it'll be fine like no we got to put it out as soon as it's done it's like
0: fuck why <laughs> just, like you know how many remakes we got of like 11 other games we'll be fine for a
1: while <laughs> <laughs> just yeah just just put it out and fuck January if you want like but no gotta gotta be out by the end of the quarter or whatever the fuck yeah it's that holiday season
0: which I don't know how unless you're like putting the game out on sale or something like that I don't know if, how much that really affects the whole game industry because a lot of it nowadays is like you know when the game's coming out much like a movie you mean like you don't wait until Christmas to go buy that Marvel film that came out over the summer no you go see it when it's out Yeah. so I, I, I don't get it I wish I could give uh, RK a definitive answer here but it's very it's very weird but it's, you know that's why we don't own our own game studio I guess <laughs>
2: uh,
0: he also RK also asks also if you guys could discuss the recent trend of Amazon and Amazon Prime not shipping games and movies you pre-order on launch day it happened hmm. many people with Titanfall 2 which I can verify once again going to Angry Joe uh, he or he did a video where how he ordered a uh, the Titanfall deluxe edition and uh, he got Got a notice through there as did everybody else, saying, "Hey, just so you know, this game might be delayed. Is that okay?" And it waited until he saw the email and responded in order to start getting that order ready. So even though he pre-ordered it like months ago, <laughs> somebody who ju- may have just did it and just happened to get to that question before he did was suddenly ahead of him as far as getting these limited quantity uh, collector's edition. Uh, it's very weird because Amazon is usually pretty good about selling about getting the game and the movie to you on on the day Mm -hmm. so i don't know i I don't know if this is i hope this isn't a sign of bad things coming to amazon
1: yeah i don't know maybe it could just be something i don't know it could just be like a hitch in their in their distribution chain or something like oh or like something like oh like ups just wasn't playing nice for some reason for like a couple days or whatever or like oh like some weather thing or some catastrophic thing that that that's outside of their actual controls like it could be any number of things like it's hard to kind of comment on something like that um, because you just never really know what's actually going on unless they do send like an email like that where it's like oh something in the manufacturing is, might cause a delay is that okay or whatever like that's kind of shitty where it's like oh you didn't answer before everybody else did but so you're, you're getting pushed further back in line that doesn't make any sense it's like yeah. I pre-ordered it first um, like that sucks yeah but like as for like most other games it's like a, I don't know Like I would honestly look toward like UPS maybe <laughs> because like Amazon has a pretty fucking perfect track record as far as getting stuff to on time is concerned. yeah
0: that if anything that could be it maybe some changes with the postal service or whatever it's at, at some point causing the delays yeah yeah like i said it, it, i doubt amazon is like doing anything purposely to try to make it take longer right it, it may explain why uh, their new video game policy is like you get like 20 percent off if you're on amazon prime to sort of compensate for that if they for foresaw, foresaw something like this coming but yeah I, I would say it's the problem is with the postal service yeah all right you have anything else to add, buddy? I do not. All right, folks. Once again, if you would like to write into the show, as RK and Fro were nice enough to do, thank you so much for doing that. That's mailbag at the firmup.com. That's mailbag at the firmup.com. And once again, if you go to our Facebook page, the button right at the top will, get, will give that to you as well so you can email to the show. Also, if you look at the descriptions for all of our show, as Joe's nice enough to write, he always puts in a link to email the show there, too. So there you go. <laughs> folks, this has been episode 182 of the firmware update <laughs> I, I lose track it's been a lot of episodes 182 of the firmware update thank you so much for joining us this week if you, if you liked what you hear there's several ways you can listen to the show number one if you got an apple device awesome go to that podcast app look us up hit that subscribe button if you want to do us a solid please give us a five-star review with something written really helps out the show and boosts up our ranking. Two, if you have an Android device, don't worry. We're on several apps such as Stitcher Radio, which is free, which allows you to stream and, from what I understand, now download episodes on your phone so you can listen to them. But we also highly recommend an app called Pocket Cast. It's 3.99, but it'll be an awesome 3.99 that you spend. Gives you many services. Down, not only listen to our podcast, but any other podcast uh, out there. And you can down, you can definitely download on that one as well as stream. On top of that, you can also use that on your Apple devices as well, so you can have uniformity across both Apple and Android devices. You can also follow us on Twitter at Wands23 for Joe, at PS for myself. And at the firm up for the show. Also, we're on Facebook now. Uh, give, please go there and give our sh- give our page a like, as that helps us out tremendously. And Joe, is there anything else I'm forgetting? No, sir. Beauty, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. The next time you see me, I'll probably be final fantasing my head off. So we'll see you then.
2: Yeah. <laughs>